This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. And this pile of news is brought to you by Fair and Fair. Sunny update time. Okay, this is, this is, this is... I don't know what the word is, psychotic? I don't know what it is. But all of a sudden, the Biden administration is building 20 miles of wall. I mean... If only someone could have thought of that already. What in the hell is going on here? This is crazy. So uh, let me play you some clips. I don't, I don't, you make up your mind. First of all, the uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, Mayorkas the Dorcas, the director of Homeland Security who kept saying for years, Mm -hmm. and we keep putting up with it instead of impeaching him, the border is secure. The border is secure. Do I have, I have a whole montage. Yeah, I think I do. Let's play this. It's the border is secure for sure is is the title of my montage. Here it is. Have you been to the border? Of course I have. It's it's open. I mean, nobody can can deny that. I'll ask the question, sir. And, and the Where border is, is not open. That is that is something that that is uh, peddled as a talking point, but it's not true. The border is closed, as is often the case with my extreme MAGA Republican colleagues. They create a fictional argument around what's happening at the border. Border is not open, and to say so is not only false, but is really an insult to the brave men and women of the Border Patrol who work every day. Do you honestly believe that our borders are closed? Um, Senator, uh, I do. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, our, our border is secure. Wait, and we is, also you think it is secure? You think the border is secure? We are in the midst of a humanitarian crisis. Sure, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with, with you, this being a humanitarian crisis at all, but just to get some clarity on this, do you think that the border is secure? I just, do, is that what you said? Yes. Just such a, a refusal to acknowledge reality, just to say that the border is secure when we all know millions of people are crossing the border illegally every year. That's Chuck Todd at CNN with Iona Presley. That's, that's, wow. that's he admitted that. No, no, no. That's her. That's Iona Presley, the one of the squad members in the bald one. Yeah. She's uh, she's saying the border is secure, and that and that's Chuck what? Todd, the liberal on CNN, going. Wait a minute. Even I know the border is not secure. Right. And, and all the rest of them. How long have they been saying, oh, the border's secure, the border... All of a sudden, I guess it's not secure because we're going to build the wall. Yeah. But even in doing that, even in doing that... It's too late. Mallorca says, it is secure, we're just building the wall because we have to. From day one, this administration has made clear that a border wall is not the answer. That remains our position, and our position 
has never wavered. So, so then why are you doing it? So you're building a wall that never worked, but you're building it because you're sticking to that. Well, this was a good question Peter Dushi asked. If you have to build a border wall, but you don't think that it's going to work, then once it's done, are you just going to tear it down? I'm not getting into hypotheticals for you. I'm just telling you what I can tell you from here. The facts are that DHS is complying with the law. This is from fiscal year. This was under fiscal year 2019 under Republican uh, leadership. And DHS is required to do this. The president asked multiple times of Congress to reappropriate. They did not, and we're not complying by the law. Okay, listen to this. Okay, this is is the best part. Okay, so so, uh, Biden breaks laws all the time. I mean, tons of them. You know, uh, labeling parents terrorists, uh, weaponizing the DOJ and you name it. And of course, in his own personal life where he takes bribes, there's no laws. So he breaks all these laws. But now because there's certainly a law that says that uh, they have to use the money that was appropriated for the wall, for the wall, and they have to use it now. Uh, That's why he's building the wall, because he's so respectful of the law. This is insanity. These people are crazy. They can't admit when they're wrong, ever. No, it's just insanity. What happened? What's happening is they see the research, they see what the consult the uh, focus groups are saying that people are against an open border. They're tired of what's going on, and now now what's happening is all his Democrat friends, uh, Governor Pritzker of Illinois, uh, Governor Hochul of New York, the mayor of New York City, the mayor of Chicago. Well, not even he he likes open borders. I mean, all his Democrat friends are turning around, going, "Hey, hey, yeah, uh, we can't do this." So he's getting nervous. That's what this is all about. They're lying to you. They can't even tell the truth when the truth wouldn't hurt. The truth would actually be good at this point. Hey. Yeah, because who's going to come forward and go, well, nobody's going to vote for us if we keep doing this. And here's here's where I'm telling you, this is a tsunami of disaster for Democrats because it's it's not just his own party that's turning on him. It's his constituents. The black residents of Chicago. We'll take them for an example. We're going to play a little game here. I'm going to play the report from Fox 32. This is this is really good. This is black people in Chicago really, really pissed. You moved to Chicago expecting Chicago. Politicians have decided Chicago is now Guadalajara. You live in a progressive Petri dish. Chicago is suddenly crawling with Latin Americans. You cannot track them. You ain't tracking them good at the police station. You don't know their name, but you want to spread them all over the city. But Amundsen Park, we ain't having it. But yeah, we come in a community of black people where we already get the low scraps. And then you want to take the little scraps, the resources that we have, and put us at the bottom of the barrel? That's not fair, and I won't have it. That's right, Woo. because now now he's losing his, his grip over the black community, which votes Democrat by default. Remember what he said. If you can't tell the difference between me and Trump, you ain't black. Come on, man. Yeah. So more on Channel 32, Fox 32. Well, this is new video of migrants on move-in day at a newly opened shelter in the Pilsen neighborhood. Like so many other shelters across the city, this one was met with some protest from neighbors. And that same drama is playing out tonight over a park on the west side. Turn the buses around. Turn the buses around. You want to take the little scrap, the resources that we have, and put us at the bottom of the barrel? That's not fair. They're going into neighborhoods in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and here's what they're doing. They're going into neighborhoods much like our suburbs, going into those kind of neighborhoods. Not, I'm not talking about inner city. I'm talking about poor neighborhoods in the outskirts, suburbs, people with 
houses that are like two bedroom, and they're taking their their uh, playgrounds, they're taking their rec centers. The rec center is the only place a lot of these children have to go during the day to yeah. have father figures because they have no fathers. They kicked out like a, a youth football team out of their establishment to house migrants, and now you they have nowhere to go. see how many people show up to that protest, though? Oh, tons. They filled that whole thing going, uh-uh, this isn't right, and here, you all know it. Here it is. Oh, tensions are running high over a plan to turn the Admonson Park Fieldhouse into a shelter. Yeah, that proposal is angering residents who packed into a meeting tonight that was standing room only. Casey Cronus has that part of the story. Tonight's meeting was contentious, rowdy, and left hundreds of residents with unanswered questions. Their main fear, that when migrants move in, park programming and youth activities for this community will be stripped away. Within seconds of city officials taking the microphone, community members anxious to speak their minds took center stage. If you would head to your right mind and see a crowd like this, you would say to yourself, they don't want it. And we're not anti-migrants, but it shouldn't be on our back. Oh, isn't that so Martha Vineyard of you? Yeah. Isn't that funny? So these are the people that voted the people that are causing this problem in office. They're the ones who voted for these people. And then when they had a chance to vote like the, uh, uh, what's her name? Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice in when they got chance oh. to get rid of her and vote for somebody that actually would enforce the law. Number one, number two, prevent this from happening. They didn't vote for that guy. They, they had two choices. They had that guy, and they have as mayor of Chicago, and they had the guy that's mayor right now, Mayor Johnson. But what did they do? They voted for skin color, mm-hmm. and this is a lesson to just about everybody. I mean, they voted for skin color. It doesn't matter if it's black or whatever color. They voted for that, and they figured that's the way to go, and now they have a problem. Now they're bitching about it, and now the guy's doing a Martha Vineyard thing there. He's going, oh, well, you know, we were all for that because we voted for the guy who's for open borders, but we didn't think it would actually happen. Uh, once it affects you personally, it's mm-hmm. different. Yeah, so. Still unclear when approximately 200 migrants might be moving in. <laughs> 29th Ward Alderman Chris Taliaferro, who says he is strongly opposed to the plan, tried to settle tensions. But neighbors say programs for youth and elderly residents are at risk if their field house becomes a sanctuary. A lot of these young boys, they don't have fathers. So a lot of these coaches, they are their fathers. They spend part of their weekend here alone during the week. That keeps them a safe place. It gets them mentorship. It shows them discipline. All the problems that Democrats have caused over the last five decades are coming back to roost. Is that what the way it goes, this, this saying, roost, to come back to the thing with yeah, the, the roost? The, I think there's hens involved. Yeah. So everybody that put Biden and these people in office are turning on him. No one said that. Who said that? Those people you just heard. I just thought I'd bring that up to you. Speaking of that, uh, Biden man there, his dog commander no longer in the White House. It's funny. Nobody will tell us where he is. And they lie to us about that. They lie to us about dog bites. Mm -hmm. Do you expect them to tell you the truth about migrants, China? No. Commander didn't bite 11 people. He bit somewhere upwards of 15 to 20 people, but half of them don't get reported. I feel like I don't blame them. What do you mean? If I lived there and I was biting the dog, I'd be biting people too. You think the dog's Trying upset? to get out of here any way, shape, or form. He just has... He makes bad choices with everything. Mm-hmm. You ever meet somebody Does like that? Does that guy look like he could take care of an animal to you? He can't even take care of himself. That's There's a, a great chart, and it kind of looks like a plus. And in one corner, you have people that help other people and themselves. And then in the bottom corner, you have people that help 
themselves but don't help other people. And then another corner, you have people that help other people but not themselves. And then you have Joe Biden's category where he doesn't help anyone and he doesn't help himself. Good point. Stupid and ineffectual is a bad combination. And then he has people to surround him that lie for them as well. Elizabeth Alexander is a good example. She's the first lady's communications director. Uh-huh. She said this. Ready? Do you have any harp, any kind of harp stuff? Harp stuff? Yeah. Uh, Joe and his wife care deeply about the safety of the White House staff. No, you don't. Aww. Because once the dog bit two times, that probably should have been it. No, he bit over 15 times. Yeah. Serve Secret Service members, employees, but Joe Biden and Joe Biden care deeply about the safety of the White House staff, <sighs> and they protect them every day. Yeah. I still think I'm on the dog side, but that's just me. And then Kareen, Kareen Jean-Pierre, how to go out there, Mellencamp, uh, Hoselmoff, how to go... <laughs> Had to go out there and defend the freaking dog. This is insane. As someone who spends a fair amount of time in the Oval Office with the president, did you ever have a troubling encounter with Commander? No, not at all. So he never nipped you? No. Were you ever wary of being no. around him because no, of the biting incidents that you had heard about? Absolutely not. And I've seen Commander many times. I was never worried, and I've never been bit by Commander. And just to just to be clear here, and we want to, you know, make sure that folks understand this in case you guys didn't see. Oh! Oh, we lost. Oh, we lost the signal. Oh, I don't know geez. what happened. I think dogs are very good judges of character. Maybe he just didn't like anybody that's in the administration right now. He's like, this is the president you gave me to? Really? Man, I just love that that reporter's questions. So, uh, Commander's never sunk his teeth into your flesh and then <laughs> ripped back and forth like you were ragdoll? <laughs> to break your bones. Get them all, lock them up, lock them up, get them all, get them all, lock them up, perverts. Criminals, lock them up, lock them up, criminals, lock them up, get them all, perverts. Jill, we can't fit all the perverts on this bus. There's too many of them every day. I got an idea. Yeah, I know. So this guy's arrested uh, yesterday in Marin County, actually Wednesday, for possession of child porn. An investigation revealed the suspect, Richard Heaton, 47, was planning to take pictures and videos of a teenage girl. Search warrant was issued for Heaton's home, and files of child sexual abuse material were found on his phone, on the laptop, in his house. He was arrested on 20 counts of possession of child pornography. According to Sheriff's Office, investigators believe the Heaton, that Heaton may have been in contact with more children. If anybody knows other victims, call the Marion County detectives. What, what are we doing? What are we doing? Not cooking them fast enough, right? If everything's a compromise, I'll compromise with you. How about this? I got a, I got a plan. You know how you can steal stuff up to 900 bucks in some states and mm-hmm. not get any kind of uh, charges? Right. Mm. Okay, I'll give you that. You shoot to kill on the spot anybody that's seen touching a child. Or in possession of child porn. Yeah. Or making child porn. I'll make a deal. Then anybody can take $900 up to $899.99 of merchandise from any mm-hmm. store they want without any um, retribution. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. It's going to be tough to shop. Everything's going to be gone. All right, so how's this for a little karma? Do I have the karma thing? Uh, Instant? Yeah. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, it's under instant. Uh Uh-huh. Like instant karma. There you go. Like instant coffee, but karma. We're all set. All right. So a new study came out as to what's going on with our military. Seems like we can't recruit anybody. We're under recruitment recruitment projections. Again this month, it's bad. I can't tell you how bad it is because it's scary and we're 
facing threats all over the world. What is causing all this? Well, let me just give you one example. Do you remember when the military enforced COVID-19 vaccinations? Uh-huh. And if you didn't get vaccinated, you, you were discharged. Yeah, you weren't good enough to serve in the military. That's right. The one, the unvaccinated, whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> was it a dishonorable discharge or just dis- discharge? I don't remember. If somebody's in the military can call me and... Uh, I think it was uh, just discharge, honorable or dishonorable. I'm not sure. You're supposed to go to a doctor for that either way. Ointments. <laughs> well, a uh, new study says that 8,000 U.S. service members who were discharged from the military for refusing to be vaccinated against COVID-19, out of those, 43 returned. It's a oh. gonna get you. Gonna right in the face. lucky they had any. Yeah, the military says, oh, I wasn't that. No, it was. Most of the uh, military that were surveyed said, no, the mandate is what hurt uh, my career, and I'm not going back. He goes, yeah. They go, what's next? That, and you had to watch a video on how to not hurt each other's feelings. By the using be- the right pronouns. Yeah, at the beginning of it. It's like, these are supposed to be hardcore warriors. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. it turns out people don't like being forced to take injections of some goo that we don't even really know what it does. Mm. Right. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, the uh, vaccination requirement has been repealed. The vaccination ID cards have been thrown out. But since the repeal, only 19 have returned to the Army. Only 12 have returned to the Marines. That's it. Wow, that's bad. And then there's the Air Force and Navy. I don't have the exact number. It's probably not even double digits. So uh, how about this for a dumb criminal? Suspect carjacker. This is in San Antonio last yesterday. Yesterday morning, actually. This carjacker was unable to drive a stick shift and it thwarted his carjacking at 2.45 a.m. in San Antonio. So what he does is his friend drives up, he drives up, they meet in this parking lot, they park their cars, his friend chickens out at the last minute, so he's carjacking this guy out of his car, the guy gets out of the car, the criminal gets in the car, all right, tries to drive the car, goes about a thousand feet, can't drive it, he doesn't know how to drive stick. (laughs) But the guy, what's this third pedal for? <laughs> the guy whose car is being hijacked pulls his gun out and shoots. <gasps> Got him. Bullet goes through the headrest, grazes the criminal oh. right on the side of the head. Ooh. He jumps out of the car, jumps in his friend's car, and goes to his house, to his mom's house. His mom says, what's the matter with you? You're bleeding all over my carpet. Get out. She calls 911. Ooh. She calls. He's she taken, knew he was up to no good. He's taken to the hospital. To make things worse, the police didn't have to do much work. Oh, his blood was on the car. No, it's not that. He left his car in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) So he left his wallet, his phone, everything is in his car in the parking lot at the scene of the crime. You know, I'd say don't quit your day job, buddy, but I think he's already been fired. Yeah. Finally, a Minneapolis Police Department is investigating an officer for her side gig. This is so hot. Oh, my God. I told Angie the other day. If this was a guy who flipped around, he'd be like... Yes, cops. What's he doing? It's a girl. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, you want to do you get in a cop costume for Angie? I'm going to Spirit Halloween tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to get her cop outfit. That's great. Minneapolis Police Department investigating an officer for her side gig as an OnlyFans model after she pulled over a subscriber. <laughs> Gotta love that. That's right. The guy, uh, the unidentified cop who works in the city's fourth precinct, is being probed. Jugs? Is that you? (laughs) Jugs McGee? You are. I know that face anywhere. Is that Sergeant Jugs McGillicuddy? (laughs) The unidentified cop who works in the city's fourth precinct is being probed for any policy violation she may have committed. 
during her adult content subscription service performances. The driver said it took him 10 minutes to recognize the 35-year-old officer as someone he's seen over the past five months on OnlyFans. <laughs> Technically, through your subscription price, I feel like I've paid for the ticket. You're my screensaver. Right. Let's see how that went, because uh, he pulled him over for speeding. Let's... Oh, that's not it. It sounds it. like Van Halen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming up on Only Cops. Do you know why I pulled you over? Because I'm a naughty boy. Oh, yeah, you're a naughty boy. Give me that license and registration. You want me to give it to you? Yeah, give it to me. Give me that license and registration. Yeah, you like that? You like that license and registration? Mm, I'm going to let you off with a warning. Oh, yeah, give me that warning. Don't go so fast. Take it nice and slow. You want me to slow down, baby? Oh, yeah. It's all coming up on Only Cops. Don't miss it. The Sunny Update. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. From his personality to the impact of his tackles, everything Dick Butkus did was memorable. Passed away at the age of 80, Chicago Bears linebacker, legendary Chicago Bears linebacker, Dick Butkus. Uh, They drafted him back in 65. He was the number three pick in the draft. Pretty interesting. Uh, He has earned... Ready for the stats? Six All-NFL selections, two Defensive Player of the Year honors, and eight Pro Bowl selections. A lot of stuff. Also, uh, didn't he do like a commercial for Sports Illustrated? He did a commercial for some kind of uh, powder, I think. Well, as long as he didn't do the Sports trip. Illustrated wanted me to talk to you sports fans out there, and also to you people who love them. Christmas is coming, and if there's someone on your list who's interested in sports, give them Sports Illustrated. It's America's number one sports magazine. That's Dick Butkus? Yeah, that's when wow. Sports Illustrated was like the before the swimsuit issues, I believe. So ah, it was like... He's no, sexual sports. He sounds so timid and almost girly there. How dare you speak ill of the dead? <laughs> well, I mean, listen to him. It's like, if you're going to Sports Illustrated... Sports Illustrated wanted me to talk to you sports fans out there. And also to you people who love them. Who love them. 
Well, you know, things were wholesome back then. Transbutkus. He's right. Transbutkus. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, That's a great name for somebody, Transbutkus. Yeah, so, uh, boy, that was another time, wasn't it? Yeah. It um, Football was... Well, everything. 100% the all-American sport. You had to be like... All-American all around. It wasn't, you know, oh, this guy does dogfighting and this guy beat the crap out of his girlfriend and this guy's over here, you know, shooting up steroids, drunk driving, you know, going and holding up a gas station. Now, was the one that was convicted of murder? Oh, uh, God, Hernandez. Hernandez, yeah, there we go. Whew. So how many of these people actually were doing that stuff? We just didn't have the internets. Maybe. Ah, maybe, point. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of sports, an anonymous fan at Wednesday's Phillies game bought two rounds of beer for his section, which was section 103. Now, you know how expensive beer is at the baseball stadium, oh, yeah, right? it's like $12. So, he bought one, not two, considering their section has, ready for this, 352 seats. Oh, no. And drinks cost between $12 and $16. He spent around $9,000 on beer for the entire section at Wednesday's game. And then the fight broke out. This is Philadelphia. <laughs> this Philly's, is a, just the ter- worst place to go see a game. Philly is a weird uh, enigma because it's- a very it's, strange place. Well, the people that I know are from Philly will like- fight to the death defending their city that it's the greatest city in the world but it's not it's one of the most dangerous and it's the city with all the walking zombies from all the drugs have you seen pictures of have you seen the pictures of Gino's and uh, what's his name's uh, cheesesteak the area there where they are it looks like a war zone now it's so bad I saw and it's weird are the people there I'm asking this because I'm genuinely curious desensitized to that type of thing because whenever you see videos of it breaks my heart. It's so sad of all the people that are on like meth and things like that and heroin, and they're just like slunched over being zombies. And there's people just on their way to work in Doctor Scrubs with headphones and just walking through them like it's just any other Tuesday. Well, what are you gonna do? I don't no, know. I know, but it's just so weird that that's just normal to them. Hey, this is the way I walk to work, and this is what I walk through, and this is how they are, and this is how I am. I just think it's bizarre. Well, you yeah, can't no. stop and try to get each one of them off drugs. No, I'm not suggesting that. I just think it's strange that it's, it's, it's fascinating to me that they're that's the what they're they're used to well, it it's, it's the new normal isn't that what they always say it's the new normal it's uh it's a strange town i lived there for two years it's strange very no i don't know what the word is what is uh the, everybody that's there they don't want you there if you're not from there the less, that's a weird yeah. cultish it's weird yeah it's very strange and if you try to say anything or ask anything they poo poo you like uh, you don't if you're not from Philly you wouldn't understand and the thing is is they, they're like the uh, what's the what's that saying they're the black headed what is it step shot what do they call that oh, red headed step shot red headed step shot of New York yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, well, that's what's funny, because if I ever mentioned from, to anybody, you know, my parents were born in New York, I grew up in New Jersey, and they go, oh, I'm from Philly. I'm like, so? so? That's not the same thing. Oh, they hate that. <laughs> I'm like, that's not the same. Look, we're not we the same. Cheese steaks and cream cheese. You wouldn't even enjoy a bagel if it wasn't for us. So strange. Hey, we talk about it all the time, and this is just a sense of entitlement that I don't get where companies now think that they can control everything you do outside of work hours. Yeah. Whether it's social media or anything like that because you re- now you represent us as a company even outside of office hours. And no. I'm like, here's my middle finger. I'll do whatever the hell I want and live my life how I want to live it outside of office hours. Mm-hmm. You're not paying for my life. You're paying for my job. And this lady has a question. 
How much can an employer really have over my social media? It's not like I'm posting porn or controversial content. I work for a fast food chain that'll go nameless. Yesterday I had lunch at a competing restaurant and it was honestly the greatest fast food meal I've ever had. So I tweeted them my compliments. No big deal. My boss saw the tweet and demanded I take it down or risk suspension or being fired. Can they do that? I guess I didn't help myself when I suggested that rather than criticize me for my tweet, maybe he should work on making better food. (laughs) Of course, I could just quit and go work at another place, but how much say does an employer really have over your social media presence? Mm -hmm. Well, they can fire you. Yep. Isn't that ridiculous? No, but they can't control you. I was going to say, I'd be calling my attorney just to see. I mean, they can, no, they can't control you. I mean, yeah, you might have a shot at that, but you have to spend a lot of money. But they, it's a, it's a business. If they don't want you there for any reason, they don't like what you wore that day, they can fire you. Well, it's that's no- so weird when you, if you've never worked for a company that where you have to sign a contract, you wouldn't be privy to this information. We are under contracts. And so we deal with contracts all the time, but they can put anything in there. And that's why you have to have someone that's knowledgeable to read it because you look at the contract and you go, I don't know what the hell this says. Yeah. But there could be things in there. I know people that work for television where it says, if you cut your hair, if you dye your hair, if you gain five pounds, whatever you do, we can fire you because you're not staying into the likeness in which we hired you. Yep. Yeah. Don't they, what's the workaround for that? Like uh, we wait. hire like models instead of waitresses so they could con- control their appearance. Wait, what? Yeah, they don't hire their employees as like servers. They hire them technically as models that serve food. A face. Oh, oh. So they can control their physical appearance in that way because we hired you to look a certain way. You're not the face of the product. That's yeah, why yeah. I got hired. I don't know about you guys. I mean, you are pretty. <laughs> I, did, I know. I know. I, you know, I get hit on every day. <laughs> Pipes to the back of the head don't count. <laughs> wow, she liked me. Ow. <laughs> so there's a new trailer I saw the other day and I thought, I'm going to watch this. I know you guys make fun of me for this stuff. Oh, by the way, before I get to this, this is about a new James Bond reality series, which seems kind of cool. There's a show. Reality series? I didn't realize that it was a thing. It's called Special Forces. Have you heard of this? No. The special, like the army special forces? Yes. So they take celebrities. It's almost, what was the show that you and I watched, Rick, that we love where it was, oh, Snowflake Mountain? Remember all the rich kids had to go on top of the mountain and do like military training? They were like, and they were like influencers yeah, and they were yeah, super yeah. rich. Remember That's that? That's a long time ago, yeah. So this is Special Forces and it's celebrities that are getting trained by SWAT team. Yeah, yeah, I saw the promo. It's insane. You saw, you watched the show? I watched an episode. Season two just came out. It's only one episode, but I watched it. It's crazy because it's people like uh, Tara Reid and little... Um, Tara Reid. Do you remember her from American yeah. Pie? By All I way, remember her giving the colonoscopy with Paris Hilton to some patient. She no, that's Nicole Richie. You always oh. get them confused. Oh, they all do that. Tara reads the one from American Pie. <laughs> I don't hang out with them. I'm yeah, a, I get to cover a, my rear end. She's so tiny and skinny and scrawny, and it's like too Whoa. tan, like just a little too tan. <laughs> no, but have you seen her lately? Oh, it's bad. No, really. I feel I really felt sorry for her because she's so tiny. But um, anyway, it's an interesting show. They have to go through all this training. So this one is kind of similar, um, but I guess it's more of like a spy oh. thing. Yeah, I know. It's, it oh. broke my heart when I saw that. Oh no. So what? Tara Reid. Oh, looks like oh, she's that bad. She looks like one of the. Um, she's. You remember just... the live action Grinch movie? Aww. <laughs> one of the Who's. Yeah. Well, she did it to herself. I, she. I she like had she a lot had of. Been, Battles with drugs. Yeah, but she didn't have any work done, it looks like. She did, and then I think she stopped. Oh, oh, that's sad. Ooh, ooh. So this James Bond, I know. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Try to be okay with it. 
this James Bond reality show is more along the spy front. Right. So uh, it's going to be called 007 Road to a Million. Nine teams taking on challenges around the world in effort to win uh, about $1.2 million. Who wins the money? Whatever. Celebrities? No, no, this is different. This is a Uh-oh. different, this is regular people. Okay. Get away from special uh, forces celebrity. This is now the James oh, Bond. Oh, all right. The James Bond million, right? This is just regular show. people. They're on teams, kind of like Amazing uh, Race. Um, and they do different challenges that are all James Bond themed, right? And mm. they said, think about Aston Martin climbing construction cranes, shooting guns, things like that. They're mm. not making Tara Reid do this, are they? No, this is a different show. Okay, she um, couldn't handle it. No, Poor she woman. couldn't, but oh, bless. Um, this is on Prime Video on November the 10th, but it, I couldn't help but think about what we talked about the other day and how originally, for the movies, James Bond, back in the day, they originally were going to call him Rodney. Yeah, yeah, The uh, what's his name <laughs> who invented the whole Bond series? Oh, the, Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming, was the name was Rodney. Rodney well, Bond. The, the, I guess it was from... Uh, Ian Fleming's brother was in the war, and I guess he he was trying to lead some people out of the country when the Germans were invading, and he got injured in an explosion, and this guy named Rodney... Um, heard some secret Morse code thing he sent out, came back, rescued all of them. Wow. So when Ian was talking to his brother about it, he's like, I don't know of a good name. And he's like, how about Rodney? Rodney where the, Bond. Where the hell do you get Professor Smokestack. Professor Smokestack. He's full of random tidbits and other useless crap. Where the hell did you get that one? Like one minute he's oh, like, a, what? And then the next minute he's like, do you know that back in Egypt, back in the no, BC sorry. time? <laughs> I don't know, dude. In the balsamic just, period. <laughs> I love to read. So Rodney Bond. Yeah, what would that be like if they kept it? It's the original 007 with a name that sounds like he's from the backwoods. The name's Bond. Rodney Bond. I got a license to hunt, fish, and love every day. He's a man who gets all the ladies he meets in the Cracker Barrel. Your name is what galore? Ooh, man, can't say that in church. Bond is on Uncle Sam's Secret Service. Mr. Bond, here is your new modified Aston Martin. Well, daggum, Q. I asked for a used Ford F-150 with a set of truck nuts. It's Rodney Bond. Vodka martini shaken not stirred with a lemon twist. What kind of city boy umbrella drink is this? Give me a natty light like a real man. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Ready for some stupid news? You must think I'm stupid. Now, here's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Okay. This is happening way too often lately. A tourist from the U.S. was arrested. By the way, the last two were tourists from other countries, so don't feel like, you know, don't get self-conscious about this. But this idiot went over to a museum in Jerusalem. This happened yesterday, and he got in trouble. Why? Because he pushed over two statues that are from the second century and they shattered destroyed ancient Roman statues that really? were on display in the museum pushed them for no reason Why? police say the tourist is 40 years old destroyed the statues he said they were blasphemous this is something that's called meth I, yeah. I don't I don't get it the guy was Jewish said that these statues were in violation of the Torah what? Uh, I don't believe with you yeah what what is wrong with you the two statues the men allegedly shoved over causing them to fall and shatter on the floor dated back to the second century AD and it's two guys not one but geez I mean come on man really Can we have seriously anything when I know we can't have anything nice uh you know those climate uh, idiots with their paintings and squirting ketchup on them and eggs and 
Go destroy your own house. Right, right. Yeah. Do yeah, that. Like, who was that kid that carved his name into the Coliseum? That was an Italian kid. Yeah, he went over there and he no. carved his name into the Coliseum. Actually, it was the name of him and his girlfriend, and yeah. somebody saw them. Uh-oh. He got a $20,000 fine and was put in jail for like 18 days, something like that. Not enough. Dude, yeah, would you destroy stuff that like we can't fix or build another one of? Yeah. Like priceless artifacts at the second century. Think about that. I know. It's 100 years. We're in what, the 21st? Yeah. More than 100 sightings of unidentified flying objects have been reported across the DMV. According to data from the National UFO Reporting Center, since the beginning of 2023, three sightings were reported in D.C., while 42 were reported in Maryland and 70 in Virginia. Wait, I'm supposed to call the DMV about those? Why? I don't know. The sightings around the region vary in description, shape, and form, but the most common was a round orb or sphere shape. The most recent report came out of Richmond, Virginia, and Harold, Maryland at the beginning of September. They were reported as lights and orbs. Lights and orbs so... reported around the DMV. What is it? Is that? That's not the driving thing. That's DMV. The D- Department of Motor Vehicles. Is that what it is? Maybe aliens don't like to pay for registration. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't blame them at all. They're a lot smarter than we are. Proof right there. I mean, you know how much insurance is for one of those things? I don't know. Your car goes how fast? Oh, it flies. And uh, Mach 7, huh? Interesting. (laughs) Young woman has gone public with an extremely rare condition dubbed Sleeping Beauty Syndrome. Do you have any Sleeping Beauty music? Um, Do you have any booty music? Booty music? Yeah. Oh, I got a bunch of that. I don't think booty booty. music was playing during Sleeping Beauty. Trying to find something. Anyway. You probably uh, watched a different version than I did. Bella Andrew, a 24-year-old nurse in the UK, says she sleeps over 20 hours at once and falls into a zombie state during her hibernation. Wow. The actual condition is medically known as Klein-Levine syndrome, and doctors aren't sure what causes it. Andrew says the only way to get out of an episode is by staying up all night, which he says she prefers as opposed to going to sleep and not knowing where she is when she wakes up. No, the only way to get out of it is true love's kiss. Duh. Wait, so she has narcolepsy? No, no. She just, when she goes to sleep, she'll sleep 20 hours straight. That happens to all of us, doesn't it? No, uh, yeah, I know it happens to oh you every God. day. <laughs> oh wow! Do you really? Could you? If you didn't have to be anywhere, could you really sleep that long? Oh no, no way, no way. I after about like maybe twelve hours no. is my maximum. 12? He's got another syndrome. He's got dislocated sleep pattern syndrome, which is yes. where you sleep at beginning at one o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. get up at seven, stay up all night, and you're still not on time for work. It's an amazing syndrome. No, it's, you it's can read terrible. about it in the Journal of Stupid Medicine. <laughs> You do it, Rick. I don't know how you do it. You're like, I take a nap, then I wake up, then I do this, then I go home, and I go to bed, and then I wake up, and I do work, and then I take a nap. Who's got time to nap? I don't have time to nap, but I can only sleep seven hours. Sell the children. I can only sleep seven hours. After seven hours, my eyes pop open. Wait, so what time do you go to bed, Jill? I I try to get into bed at eight. You get seven hours of sleep, you're lying. Well, I'm not saying I get seven hours of sleep every night, but I'm saying once I hit seven hours, like even on the weekends, Uh my eyes pop open. I can't. I'm, I'm awake. I don't know how you make it through the day. I've never been able to, even when I was like 20 and I if was If I get this. seven, I'm fine. No, 100%. I'm saying I don't know how you do mornings, get up early and stay up uh-huh. all day and then like a normal person. Like normally, if I can fall asleep in the eight o'clock hour-ish and then my alarm goes off at three-ish, I'm okay for the day. I can't do that. I can't go to sleep at eight. Yeah, it's it's difficult. The second I'm out of work, the very next day I'm up to one in the morning. Well, the reason you can't sleep is because you take a nap and then you're rested. If you don't take a nap, you will be exhausted by seven o'clock and like ready that. to go to bed. Yeah, but that means you feel like you have the flu for like five of the hours of the day. No, no, you just. Wh- 
I don't understand you sometimes. Well, because if you sleep too long, you wake up still feeling tired. Yeah, but he doesn't sleep too long. My point is if... Because he splits it up. Yeah, I split it up. I can't nap. If I nap, I wake up like a zombie and I feel like crap the rest of the day. That's what my wife says. I feel great. I sleep for an hour. I feel great. So does my husband. My husband could take a 30-minute nap and feel like he slept all night. It is. It feels great. It's it's a damage thing. It's it's a female damage thing. It comes in your chroma. Right. We can make humans. We're the ones that are damaged. Got it. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Damage. See it. Whatever. Deer in the water. Saved by some surfer guy. That's it. That's the whole story. (laughs) It's just too complicated. You want to tell everybody? Because I don't want to tell them. Uh, I guess there was a deer and he was playing out on the pier. And he fell into the water. He kept trying to get back on oh, the pier. Oh, his rear. Oh, oh, oh. Rick, what? yes. You yeah, yeah. Where was the deer? What what pier? Um, Belmar. I'm going to go ahead and uh, refer you to the Department of Defense on that. <laughs> it says Belmar. That could be oh, Jersey. Belmar, New it Jersey, is Jersey. Yeah. Okay. All right, go on. So, so the deer uh, falls in the water. He's trying to get back up on the pier. Some surfer guy who's also a lifeguard looks out. He's like, dude, is that a bird? Oh, no, wait. It's a deer. I'm going to go save it. Mm-hmm. So he swims out there, uh, manages to... Grab the deer and corral him back towards shore. Oh, wow. wow. Without getting a hoof in the eye, which is impressive. Wow, nice. that's great. Deer in the water, saved by some surfer guy. <laughs> All right. Spicoli, did you get the deer? Human caveman who ate raw steak for 100 days straight is getting roasted after revealing he feeds his one-year-old raw testicles. Oh. I mean, it's not people's testicles. What's a big deal? Uh, he defended his uh, kid's taste, claiming that it was a way to diversify his diet and that it's his favorite food. You know, balls. Okay, since you don't have See, a problem with it, him. I will get on uh, Sunday, I'll get some testicles. I I'll don't keep them on ice and I'll bring them in and you can have them. I don't want them. Who said I wanted them? You went, what's the big deal? No, if he wants to, f- they're meat, right? And this kid likes them, let him have what he likes. It's better than eating candy. <sighs> it is it? Is it? <laughs> uh, no, you're right. No, it's not. <laughs> There's only one meat that's delicious, succulent, and manly, and that's raw testes. Yep, your whole family will love sinking their teeth into testes, and you love knowing that they're high in protein, vitamins, and minerals. My kid just loves eating, um, these things. Right, buddy? Yeah, but what are they? They're meat. Not just any meat. They're testicles. Shh, don't tell him. He'll freak out. Anyway, he eats those things every day, and they really give him the energy he needs to get through the day. Yeah, but what are they? Uh, quiet and eat your breakfast. Raw, succulent Shut up, shut up. More whatever these are, please. Pick some up today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the Sunny Update is brought to you by Farron Farrah, Judge Engeron. He's the guy presiding over the Trump fraud trial, which in itself is a fraud. I mean, the whole thing has just gotten so ridiculous now. I don't even know why they keep going with this. Somebody needs to speak up, but they're not. In New York, you got to understand, Manhattan itself is 92% liberal, 92% Democrat. And this guy is in a, in a courtroom filled with far-left Democrats. He doesn't stand a chance, but the whole thing is a sham. Why do you say that? You're just a Trump bootlicker. No, I'm not a Trump bootlicker. I could give two you-know-whats whether he's... Come on. I like his policies. Who was it yesterday that said that? um, Oh, the guy that called in and yelled at me? No, 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 not not him. I'm talking about we read a story about... uh, 
Oh, it was the girl from ESPN, Sage. I know who you're talking about. Jenkins. No. No, she was talking about uh, how she doesn't side with parties, but she sides with policies. And her grand Steele. Her dad, yeah, Sage Steele used to be with ESPN, and she said she sat down with Joe Biden, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, can't stand him. She's, she's like, a, worst president ever. And he's a liar and all that. But she also said, look, it's not about party. It's not about personality. I don't have to like the person. It's That's about what policy. I said. And if you look at everything, all the evidence is right in front of you. But, you know, a lot of people have willful blindness at this point, still to this point, which is what I meant. Uh, because uh, if you really look at what's gone on in the last two and a half years, and you look at the four years before that, uh, we were better off in, in every respect. So um, taking that into account and taking into account that the only two choices we have are Trump and Biden, looks like that's what's going to happen. You would choose, I mean, I, I would, I'll, I'll vote for Trump. There's still people though that will vote for Biden just to have a vote against Trump. Which is amazing to me because you're, you're hurting yourself. I'm, I mean, you look at the guy, you listen to what Sage Steele said, the ESPN host who was not political. She said it herself. She goes, the guy's gone. She sat down and talked to him, did an interview. He mumbled about some football he used mm-hmm. to play, looked at his hands and just faded off into oblivion. He didn't know what he was talking about. In Before the interview happened, she was sitting with him for two minutes. They had to stare at each other. Right. And she tried to make small talk. And she said that to her face, he said... Who am I talking to today? He thought she was his assistant. No. Who am I talking to today? Who? What's her? What's her name? To to Sage, who is the one interviewing him. I think that the the Republicans want Trump. I think that the Democrats want they somebody want- other than Biden, so that they can kill two birds with one stone. They can vote against Trump, but they don't have to vote for Biden because they know that he's terrible for this country. So they want somebody else. Anybody else, so they can go. Okay, good. I don't have to vote for Biden, but I still get to vote against Trump. Why do people act like independents aren't aren't a category? Because they're not. Yeah, but they could be. <laughs> if, if, all everybody does is complain about one side or the other when you could pick a completely different side that isn't either one. Yeah, and but you can kind of pick people based on policy when you look at. Even if you had twenty like percent of the country vote independent, you're just taking a vote away from the right or the left. It's not. They're not going to win. See, and that's where everybody gets. No, you need to vote based on policy, not based on who's got what color jersey on. I agree that's with you, but right people now. aren't going to do that. You're not going to have enough people vote for the independent for it to matter. Yeah, but you're. When you, otherwise, you're just voting based on what the majority's doing. No, I think pretty much. I don't think. Can you deny this? Most independents, cuckoo. Some of them. I mean, there's been well, a we're few. Independents. Wasn't uh, they're all cuckoo? Oh, you mean have the, you, you looked mean at the, any the of candidates. any politicians? The candidates. Well, I, I liked Ross Perot. I think he ran in. Did he run independent? Can you look that up real quick? It's been so long. Ross I don't remember. Perot? It's like thirty thousand years ago. I think Ron Paul but, ran. But he had a chance to run. If they didn't threaten his family, they threatened his family. Tell you what kind of mobsters we are in this country. I mean, we have a government that's the mob, but. Um, Ross Perot ran and almost won, except he... Oh, because he's a business guy, not well, a politician. What, that's what we need. Exactly. That's but what everybody Trump goes is. for some idiot in a suit who's, oh, I will vote for the blue team. I vote for the red team. And then it's like everybody gets caught no. up in blue versus red when they both screw you. Hey, they're all going to screw us in the end. But put up a good politician. If you're going to do independent, put up somebody good. I, ca- I can't handle four years of uh, Bobby Kennedy. I can't. Not because well, of his policy. Well, you don't listen to him. I know. Maybe somebody no, can translate. They can use AI. Give well, the, him a nice voice. The other thing is, somebody brought this up the other day when we were talking yeah, see about right it. See right there, you're not going to not vote for a guy just because of his voice. No, no. he's got to like his policy. So go ahead. What? But the the other thing is, people said this guy's got to speak in front of world leaders at conferences. Uh, Joe Biden not, can't not, even talk at all. It's not his fault. I mean, he's got a thing, but it's you know at the same time where I think at he, least lost, he can make a sense. 
he lost a lot of Republicans because even Republicans and people that were Democrats but not extreme Democrats were like, okay, Bobby Kennedy, I kind of like him. I kind of dig him. And then when he voted for the uh, abortion up to nine months, he lost a lot of people. Yeah, he did. Anyway, so uh, Trump wasn't in court for the fourth day, but uh, Jonathan Turley, who's a... um, He doesn't have to go to court? No, he doesn't have to be there, no. Oh, okay. No, so anyway, Jonathan Turley, who's, uh, you know... Very well-respected lawyer by all types of people uh, and comments on Fox News and other places, too, was talking about how why aren't any of the other attorneys in the state of New York saying anything, you know, about about this? Because this whole thing is a sham. And I can play you Letitia James, the New York uh, attorney general who is running this whole thing. She ran on getting Trump. It didn't. You can't do that. I mean, think about that. you got somebody running for a powerful position like mm-hmm. that, and they're saying they want you to vote for them just because they're going to find a way to get the guy that they taught you not to like, Donald Trump, any way she can. She's going to make something up. She said it. What is above the law, including this illegitimate president? And so, She's I, look a- forward, I look forward to going into the office of Attorney General every day, suing him, defending your rights, and then going home. Suing him for taking your rights. She's making stuff up. She's a racist. She doesn't like Trump. And she's just playing to the crowd there. And she's a, she's an election denier. But you also hurt your cause, any regardless of what your cause is, when you're hysterical all the time. Nobody's going to listen to you. Yeah, it doesn't well, help. Apparently Chris, enough people did because she got elected. Chris Christie's trying to do the same thing. You That's not why she debate. got elected. Well, who cares what Chris Christie thinks? But, well, this, but his whole campaign is, we need to do something. Donald yeah, Trump ruined it. And it's like, yeah, all right, but, what are you going to do? Yeah, but Chris Christie's not prosecuting Trump. Letitia James is. They made up a fake case. They're fraudulent people. And the judge already knows what he's going to do. He's a Democrat judge. In all fairness to him, he has no choice. He's run by the Democrats. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, nobody's getting involved. I mean, this case is a sham. I'm sorry it is. I mean, it doesn't matter which which side of the aisle you're on. If you're if you know anything about the justice system, this is weaponizing of the justice system. They're trying to get them. And if they don't get them here, they'll get them in the other five indictments or four indictments. I lost track. Because they just want to do anything they can to stop him from running for... If they weren't scared of him, they wouldn't be going through all of this effort. Yeah, They're that's... terrified that he's going to run because they're terrified well, he's, he's going to win. No, they're terrified, yeah, that he's going to win. But that that's almost who you need to look at. Anytime they try to keep somebody quiet mm-hmm. or throw them under the bus... That's who I want to hear. I want to exactly. hear what they have to say. Why are you trying to shut that person up? I want to hear what they got to say. Yep. She's been very selective. She sought to uh, um, get rid of the National Rifle Association, the largest Second Amendment organization in the country. She wanted it to be uh, taken down by the court. Uh, because they had uh, these spending issues and, what, and, and fraud allegations. And yet, as I mentioned in that piece, other liberal organizations that have had the same type of allegations, James has no interest in. You know, Black Lives Matter has been subject to fraud allegations in various states, huge amounts of money. I have disappeared. She's not trying to disband Black Lives Matter. She's not even pursuing it. Uh, The same is true with Al Sharpton's organization. There's been years of allegations that Sharpton was effectively pilfering off that organization. 
she doesn't have any interest in that. And that's called selective prosecution. It's also called the racist attack. I mean, that's what it is. BLM stole $91 million. And what's even more egregious, they stole it from black families. Mm. I mean, and they took money from Coca-Cola, IBM, Major League Baseball. They all gave money right away. Oh, my God, the guilt, the guilt. Give them money. And all those companies are super fast, too. They're like, oh, Black Lives Matter? Change your logo. Oh, it's Pride Month? Make it a rainbow. Oh, this? Make it that. We still have teachers putting up Black Lives Matter flags in their classrooms, not knowing that it's a Marxist organization that just ripped the American public off for $91 million. And then used it to buy mansions. Right. Collier is the original CEO, bought three mansions. It's one mansion and three homes. All right. Beto, back in the day, what was this, about three years ago? We know that walls do not save lives. Right. Walls end lives. Donald Trump's order would have taken funding away from military families and their schools and their housing to build um, something just to prop up his own ego. There will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. Except for now. Because oh. now they're going to build a wall. 20-mile section of wall, President Joe Biden's administration said it yesterday. They're going to add sections to the border wall to stave off record migration crossings. Now, we just had a guy email and said the border's not open. He must be. Was that Mayorkas? Was that his last name? No. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, we had in August 304,000 illegal crossings. Since Biden has been in office, there's been 3.8 million illegal crossings, the size of the city of Los Angeles. And it's all on purpose. Chicago, New York, they can't take it anymore. Their mayors are turning around and going to Biden. Hey, you got to do something. So all of a sudden, Joe Biden has decided to do something. You know what they're going to do? This is the best part. This is the worst best part. When this is all done, said and done, it's going to be right before the election. And Joe Biden's going to go out there. They're going to have a ceremony in front of the 20 miles of wall. And what are they going to say? You want to take a guess? I Look built the we wall. Did. We saved the whole thing. We stopped the this whole problem that we created. But they're already in. We didn't no, do no. nothing. So they're going to they're going to say a little bit of that. But the main thing they're going to say is, you see, Trump couldn't finish the wall, but we did. I'm telling you. It's just the, the but most- then what's his face? Who is the guy that was like, we don't even want to do this, but the money's already been allotted, so we're going to do it. Well, that's what they're saying now. They're, there's Madorcus. All of a sudden, uh, Biden administration has to use the money that was allotted to the wall. Here's the director of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, who has said all along the border is secure when it's not. From day one, this administration has made clear that a border wall is not the answer. That remains our position, and our position has never wavered. But we're going to build a wall because they don't work. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. But Biden says it's because we have to because it's the law. You know what? whose money they're using for this? The money that was allocated by Trump. So they're using Trump money to build the wall. This is the money that was available in 2019 to finish the wall. They're using that money. If only you'd have just let it go the first time when it was already implemented, we could have avoided this whole thing. But then again, you wouldn't be seen as the savior coming in at the last minute. Right so, before the uh, next election to oh, clean up all this mess that's happened. So they're going to use the money that Trump uh, had for the wall to build, finish the wall, at least the 20 miles they want to do in a place where there's been 250,000 illegal crossings just in the last couple of months. And uh, what about all the uh, green weenies? All Screw all the green weenie people and screw the regulations. 26 regulations will be canceled to build a section of wall. I don't even care, quite honestly. But at this point in the game, it's it, it's a classic example of the government creating the problem so just so they the can solution. fix it. So, you you know, they feel good about themselves and you feel good in knowing that we have your back. Yeah. All right. Moving on to another topic we haven't hit in probably months now. The transgender ideology and the whole transgender uh, infiltration of women's spaces. I use uh, 
I used a Generation Z hey, word. fancy. Women's spaces. You know, we got spaces. I have a space. Look at my space. Space and space. Space smells like fish gonna, over there. I'm yeah. going to get a space heater. I try not to go in Rick's space if I can help it. Fury. <laughs> I think parents are finally realizing what's going on. We're just, a, we're just a very slow country. It takes a while. Well, I think that sometimes you... As one individual can only do so much. It takes like a takes a village, so to speak. Yeah, so here's what happened. Uh, in Maine, a trans high school sophomore in Maine has faced criticism for competing in the girls' 5K cross-country competition. Uh, this guy ran as a boy last year, and is still a boy. He, You could look at the picture. There's nothing, there's been no surgery. There's been none of that. He not, doesn't even dress like a girl, no? Not even trying. No, he just said, no, I'm a boy now because I don't like where I was before. He was ranked 172nd in the district as a freshman boy in the competition last year. Soren Stark Chessa. A student at the private Maine Coast Waldorf School in Freeport. My son goes to the Waldorf School. Where does your go? One of those trashy citizen public things. <laughs> anyway, over the course of last year, Stark Chessa transitioned and now is a sophomore. Again. So he transitioned to a female. Transition means you chop the stuff off and you put new things in and you take a lot of hormones. This person took hormones but has not done any of the hard work. But that's okay. because Oh, we he did take hormones? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as uh, Stark Chessa sprinted to the finish line, you could hear some people like this guy yelling, yeah, way to cheat, dude. Way to cheat, bro. Way to cheat, bro. <laughs> nice job, bro. Now, um, he is ranked fourth in the nation. <laughs> Female sports is not your retirement plan for being a crappy male athlete. Yeah, he would only be ranked 47th among high school boys in Maine, but uh, also 172nd in the district uh, that competes in this uh, this competition. So he is, yeah, the only reason he won. And I, I love this, but turns out the father, a physician of a woman, girl, in Maine's high school who would have won, mm. here's what he said. This is a doctor. If a boy competing in a sporting event were found to be using performance-enhancing drugs... He would be disqualified due to what? Presumption of unfair competitive advantage, the doctor said. If instead that same boy chose to compete as a girl, he would not only be disqualified due to his enormous presumptive competitive advantage, he would be lauded, feted, and applauded. For the girls, it's the grossest of injustices in every conceivable way because it forces them to participate in and to some extent accept something which is manifestly false. They must, like it or not, participate in a huge lie. Oof. And the parents are pissed, except for the little Generation Zs on the side of the of the uh, race. Were they all for it? They were, no, but they were all cheering. They don't, you know, I, don't, I don't know if those people even know what they're cheering about. But uh, that what's happened. You had a couple of cuts, Candace Owens. You have them. I know. What? Oh, you want me to tell Which one you do first, Candace? Yeah. So this is Candace Owen. As she's speaking at a school. And you know she just tells it like it is. And she's up there. I didn't realize she's about to have a baby. Did you know she's pregnant? Yeah. Candace pregnant. Owens? Yeah. yeah. So she's up there and she's talking about the trans ideal. Not not people that are actually trans, but the whole movement that, you know, you can be trans and not really be trans and then change your mind the next day and the next day and the next day. And so one of the kids gets up and asks her a question and her answer is just sheer burn. 
What do you have to say to the trans students on this campus who feel actively victimized by your presence here? Life's tough. Get a helmet, man. I'm too pregnant for this. <laughs> I love that. Life's tough. Get a helmet. <laughs> And another one uh, put the hammer down. United Kingdom Prime Minister Rashid Sunak went uh, viral this week for a speech in which he said no one should be bullied into believing that people can be any sex they want. This is good. And we shouldn't get bullied into believing that people can be any sex they want to be. They can't. A man is a man and a woman is a woman. That's just common sense. <laughs> yeah, people are beginning to wake up, man. That's, uh, that's a good thing. And then there's this. Oh boy. Have you had a McRib ever? You know you don't eat any meat, but is have- this is this the patty that's squished into looking like it has bones? Yeah. yeah. All right. I actually thought it had bones for a long time until somebody's like, no, it's just pressed to look like that way. And I'm like, why would you make a sandwich that looks like it has bones in it? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So McDonald's is ringing in spooky season as the seasons grow colder around the United States with the announcement of the McRib rising from the ashes of some kind of pork phoenix thing. Yeah, there's no nothing quite as scary as a pretend bone sandwich. Right. <laughs> McDonald's announced on Saturday it was uh, bringing the McRib back to select chain locations for a limited time, November 1st. So if you're into that, uh, you can get into it and go cool. to your McDonald's. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I know people that, that love it. I'll be honest with you. I know people out there that are like, it's the best sandwich ever. Why? I don't know. I don't I haven't eaten it, so I don't. I can't They comment. have some heavy hitters doing their advertising. Well, they're McDonald's. Of course they do. Well, their their new advertising campaign is the McRib is the goat of sandwiches. And then oh, they have Tom Brady? And then they have goat, yeah. Brady, right. Jordan, Chris Kemperschnickel. Uh-huh. I don't know who that is. I love him. He's great. He's a <laughs> Kemperschnickel. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right. And the top story today is, of course, the uh, re uh, the continuing, uh, what do they call the yeah. re- resumption of building the wall at the border. The ball that they the ball, the wall they say doesn't work. Oh, by the way, let me play you the Pepe Le Pew. This is um, Kareen Mellencamp being asked by Peter Dushi of Fox News about the wall, why it was racist before and no good. And now we're building a wall. If you have to build a border wall, but you don't think that it's going to work, then once it's done, are you just going to tear it down? I'm not getting into hypotheticals from here. I'm just telling you what I can tell you from here. The facts are that DHS is complying with the law. This is from fiscal year. This was under fiscal year 2019 under Republican uh, leadership, and DHS is required to do this. The president asked multiple times of Congress to reappropriate. They did not, and we're not complying by the law. (laughs) We're not complying. That, That cracks me up because they don't follow the law at all and all of a sudden they're law-abiding citizens, my ass. Mm -hmm. Wait, let's see what the president has to say about this wall that all of a sudden he's behind. Hey, my my smell of Americans. It's me, Joey B, president of the White House. And I have a brand new, never been thought of before idea to stop illegal immigration. I'm building a wall, Jack. Or should I say Julio? Best of all, I'm going to make Mexico pay for it. Mexico. Wait a minute. Here, here's the deal. This wall's going to make America great again, man. What? Hey, that's a great slogan. In fact, I'm going to print that on red baseball caps. So so if you see a guy with a Make America Great Again hat on, you'll, you'll know he's a Biden supporter. <laughs> oh, and I hired the perfect guy to build the wall. Dude's name is Brandon. So all I can say is, let's go, Brandon. Joey B out. The Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack.
having fun with the world gone crazy. Ugh. It's all electric services. It's bringing you this crazy talk. All right, so I don't like Meghan Markle, but I have to talk about this because it's so ridiculous. Rick and I were trying to talk about this before the show, and he was like, are you kidding Meg me? Markle. Ready for this? What did you used to call her? Meghan McGurkle? Yes, McGurkle. So she's trying to invent herself. My theory is- Reinvent herself. No, I think- Or invent, invent herself. <laughs> <laughs> was she ever really invented? Because I don't think she was. Oh my God. She's just a, what a- I think she's trying snobby, to get into- self-aggrandized, just- ugh. I'll hold. You've lived a life with the royal family. You've had everything handed to you, but you say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book, Where? <laughs> she's trying ain't, to go into politics. Ain't that the truth? Oh, she's perfect for it. <laughs> Liar, uh, exaggerator, uh, race baiter. She also Where? wants to champion charitable efforts. She said <laughs> she's hiring a team for a Hollywood renovation. What? I guess she's getting the renovation. The renovation is her. Is that she's what's happening? She's hiring a team to renovate her? She's been engaging with documentary directors and fashion houses. Now, what do you mean by engaging? What does I, that mean? She's got a team of people to try to make people hate her less, is my guess. Kamala has a great team to do that. Go get hers. But do people hate Kamala less? I don't yes. think it's no, working. it's not. They actually do. Kamala was actually got a, a consultant to make her likable. Do you know that? That's a true story. Yeah, because nobody does. She was the least liked out of all the Democratic candidates. One percent. Twenty-six of them. Was it a one percent? Yeah, one percent. So, and, s- s- what? Go ahead. No. Hmm? Go so ahead. Markle is actually hiring a team. She has a whole team of people. People she don't needs like her. A team. I'm going to hire. Why. We're going to hire teams, all of us. She married into nice. royalty. He's. I feel. Can I be catty for a second? No, do it for Please. an hour. I think that he's had enough of her crap. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, it I, certainly has taken a long time. I, If you've watched, and I haven't, I've just gone watch like recaps of stuff, of interviews with the two of them. Because, you know, in every interview, she's like, <laughs> boo-hoo, what was me? And he's just <laughs> sitting there with a straight face, like, just somebody shut her up. Somebody yeah. hit her in the face with a chair. You can quickly. almost see his thought bubble saying, I've made a huge mistake. Right. <laughs> and I feel like the more she talks, the more he's just like, what do you always say, Smoke? Just a general malaise over his whole <laughs> yeah, personality. Yeah, glaze over. Like, dude. And you know what he's thinking? You could have just stayed a prince and did whatever you want. Now you got some just, I can't even. She's like nails on a chalkboard, but as a person. Yeah. And now he's got to deal with her, and he's not a prince anymore. Every attempt they have at staying relevant, but out oh, of the public eye because we don't want attention. But we need attention because that's where we get money, but we don't want attention. Like, look what you're doing. Well, the whole reason he bowed out of being a royal was because of her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And now he's regretting it. Now he's got his he's got his hand on his chin, and he does this with his chin and goes, yeah. If only I'd realize she wasn't going to do it with me no, anymore. No, I think it's more or less, yeah, it ain't that good. It ain't worth it. The boobs yeah. weren't worth it? No, the whole thing. The whole package. I don't know, man. So what's she doing? She's getting reinflated. She's hiring a bunch of people, yeah, to make her over. Make Big her old over. Meghan Markle makeover, personality and all. piece of audio here labeled Meghan Markle. I don't know what it is. Let me see. Mm. And what these people are implying when they use that very charged word is that this woman, oh, she's difficult. Uh, well, look at you. <laughs> it's all about her, man. Her Every podcast? I could pull, I have a hundred sound bites over the time we've talked about her, which is very rarely, but we have, everything's about her. Everything. Oh, it's me, me, me. It's a me, me, me fest. But 
the way she speaks. You know I have a thing. My pet peeve is when people that are speaking, whether you're on a podcast or on the news or on the radio or you're speaking in front of a conference, if you get on there and you talk like this, I will wish that you took a long walk off of a shore pier because I cannot handle it. Where's the confidence? Where's the enunciating? And she sat there. She thinks she's being so dramatic because she's an actress or was an actress. And she's like, and they came after me. I'm like, bitch, speak up! <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah, but that's that whole, I'm so important, I can't really put a lot of oxygen into this because you don't, you don't even deserve to hear what I have to say because I'm that much better than you. You know what I mean? Remember yeah. she was talking about how they exploited her looks on Deal or No Deal? That's the only reason you're there, is to look pretty and open a briefcase. You literally have no lines. But I have so much more to offer. Remember that? I have so much more to offer. Well, then just I don't know. And then she tried to talk about how all the other girls hated her. Well, no well, one, you, no doubt. The shoe fits. Wear it, lady. All right. So, what do you think about this? Pet owners are saying taking care of a pet is more stressful than being a parent. Absolutely, hundred percent. My kids, at by the age of two, the boys uh, would not crap on the floor. Take away the pooping on the floor of it, because I do not think my pets are more. Well, humans humans are more annoying because they can talk and they can communicate. But the thing is, you can control them a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Dogs, I don't have a problem with cats. I have, I don't need closing in on thirty cats. (laughs) No, really, they're no problem during the day. I don't see them. Believe it or not, they're sleeping. Yeah, dogs. One dog. One dog that is slightly trained is a monumentous task. I see people. I just have somebody in my family just got a Siberian Husky. This thing is this thing is eighty pounds. And I looked at her and I so said, much fur. they're in a house. It's okay. They're in a house. It's a two bedroom house. Right. I go, are you out of your freaking mind? Do you realize what you're, they don't, people don't understand what it is to have a dog, a Investment. real dog. I'm not yeah. talking about designing a little poodle dog. You put the batteries right. in in the morning and it runs around your house. You I'm talking about a real honest to goodness shedding, spinning around your living room, taking a dump, peeing on your couch dog. Mine doesn't do that. Well, goody good for you. <laughs> yeah. I had one dog that was an angel that was perfect. It's like it came to me trained. It's like it was already programmed to be trained and I rescued it from the uh, the shelter when he was a puppy. He was a... Uh, you got lucky. Border Collie. And they're really smart. It was like he was pre-programmed. Like, here's your pre-programmed, perfectly trained dog. Oh, that's and great. He was awesome. He was the sweetest dog. He was great. And then I had the polar opposite. You had the dog. That was like the, the real problem dog. child that couldn't get adopted from the shelter and I felt bad. I and was it's like, like oh, your furniture is mine. And I was like, oh, but he's so sweet. Why does nobody want him? And they're like, he doesn't really play well with others. And I'm like, I'll take him. And he was a mess. Or at all. I loved him. He was amazing and he was very protective of me and he was the sweetest dog ever. I loved that dog. But he was challenging. As soon as you close the door, it's like, okay, I have a lot to destroy and very yeah. little time to do it in. Well, he would just, he was a runner. Like I lived at the time, oh, I lived across the, the street from a golf course. Oh. So if he, I had a whole fenced in backyard, love the backyard, run around, he'd eat the squirrels, he'd bring them to me. I was like, please don't. What? But then, oh yeah. He'd have the big squirrel tail hanging out of his mouth. His name was oh. Buster. And I'd be like, Buster, drop it. And he would just chew it harder and try to swallow oh, it before I got God, to him. Oh God, you kidding me. No, he was. Okay, that's way over the top. He was a German shepherd, uh, uh, Murder hound, mix? Hound mix. <laughs> and so, but if I opened the front door, now I lived across from, this was like the snottiest of snotty golf courses. And it wasn't the front entrance. I did not live on the golf course. I'm not trying to paint the picture that I lived there. I lived behind the service entrance. Yes, of So course. where they like took the garbage out, I lived right across from that. But the gate was always open. <laughs> yeah. So where I opened the, if I opened the front door and he would squeeze his head, you know, they squeeze their head out and he's strong. He's a big dog. Yeah, they're strong. Dart across the street, oh. run around all over the golf course like, yes. I'm free! <laughs> and all these old 80 year old men trying to play golf and right. like yeah, yeah, all, all this, oh my gosh, I'd have to run onto the golf course, run after him. It was a 
mess. But he brought a lot of joy into my life. But he was challenging. Very angry though. Yeah, horse doggish. Oh, it's the girl with the tube top. <laughs> Here he is, sweetheart. He's got, ow, ah, he's eating my leg. Can I get your phone number for medical reasons? <laughs> All right, so this is interesting. You ever go to like, Rick, you went to a clairvoyant human once before yeah, you go to a psychic? I, I actually used to get read when I was in New York by uh, Barbara you, Mackey. She who did? Was, she worked for the FBI. Yeah. Really good. But she's I'm, a legitimate. Psychic. Correct. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. You I mean, believe what? in it? I believe in it. I believe there's some people I, I that don't have know. a certain... It's the proof. I mean, out of all the people I've gone to, she she worked for the FBI. Uh, her stuff, she told me up front, she goes, look, this is the way psychic uh, business works. What I'm telling you could have happened already, could happen in 10 years, 20 years, could happen tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. I don't have control of time and I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. And she would say things and I kept the list. She told me, she told, unlike other psychics, like you go to uh, Casadega and you go to right. one of the, you know, $20 uh, half hour reading right. where they just blurt out a bunch of stuff. And you, this one, she told me, I want you to make sure and for the lack of a better term, fact check me, write down everything I say yeah, and keep looking at that sheet every once in a while to see if anything has come to fruition. And Ooh. you know what? Like 90% of it did. Mm. And it's never the way you think. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like they'll say something like, you're going to be living in a very hot place. And then you think, oh, Arizona. But it's not. It's the, it's the You got to look at the meanings differently. You got to look oh, at yeah. everything and say, what could be hot? You could be under a lot of pressure in the new job, and that's what the hot means, like in the right. hot seat or something like that. Yeah, it's the language is, is, is you got to interpret the language of what they're saying. Yeah, I, but it's also like that that interpretation a lot of times is up to- Opens yourself to like amb- ambiguity. Right, right. Well, yeah, but it, it's also like you get out of it what you think you're going to get out of it to mm-hmm. a degree. They're, the connection that's that you in play. make is the connection. It fascinates me when people that have that gift can work with officers, like you said, with the FBI and help solve crimes, because I watched Tyler Henry. He was the, uh, I forget what they, I guess they called him a medium, and he could see people beyond, and he was helping the cops solve unsolved cases, and he's sitting there with a family member one time, and he's a young kid, and he was sitting there with a family member one time, and they're trying to discuss this case, and the woman, her son died, and they didn't know how he died, where he was, what happened. And he's, the Tyler Henry's literally sitting across from the mother and the cops. And he's like, he's telling me that he's not where you think he is. And it's not who you think killed him. It's, it's somebody, you know, somebody that was close to the family. And they're like, well, where's his body? And he was like, I'm seeing like a blue chest. And they're like, that so-and-so has a blue chest. And they went there and his body was in it. Oh my God. It's it's insane. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was crazy. And then you got this professional shysters. I learned this from Barbara Mackey. It's that guy on TV. She hated that guy. The guy on TV, remember him? John Edwards. Oh, my gosh. He goes, this guy is a professional. He's a- uh, Full of it? What's the word that they use? Uh, yeah, he's full of it, but he's an expert. Con ex- artist? He's an expert. He's a con artist. He can he can <laughs> see you, your body language, what you're saying non-verbally, and then what you said verbally, and he can make stuff up and lead you into making yeah. you think that he's spitting out stuff that you haven't heard yet, but you're telling him just by the way you're moving. What yeah. about- um, There's people that are really good at just- studying you and learning about you off rip so I can just see the calluses on your hand and notice that maybe you play guitar based on those calluses um, I'm, I'm getting a sense that uh, you, 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 you're in a creative direction a musical direction how did she know yeah, yeah but how come when they go like the Long Island medium I know some people think she's know. a croc but yeah. she would sit there and go Sometimes she wouldn't even be working. She wouldn't even be at an event. She'd be out to dinner with her family, and she'd say to her husband, excuse me for a second, and she would turn around and tap the person behind her on the shoulder. 
She'd say, I'm sorry to do this to you in the middle of dinner. I know you don't know me, but I'm a medium. I need to drum up business. No, but she would say, uh, do you, is there somebody in your family that's recently passed? I'm seeing a police officer. And the woman would go, yeah, it's my husband. He's a cop. She's like, I want you to know he's right next to you right now. And he, yeah. and he's, he's Okay, if somebody said that to me at dinner, I think I'd throw up. And the woman like starts crying. Oh, it's that's like horrible. Yeah. Why would she do that? Keep I, it to yourself. I guess it's a peaceful thing. But listen to this story. This tragedy occurred August 3rd while Fernanda Silver Veloz de Cruz Pinto. That name is way Ooh. too long. She's what? 27. <laughs> we'll call her Fernanda. Okay. For short, 27 years old, walking through a city near Brazil, mm-hmm. which is a mecca, apparently, for fortune tellers. Mm-hmm. She's a mother of one, stopped by an elderly woman who said, can I read your palm? <gasps> she said, all right, that's fine. So the lady that reads her palm said, you only have a few days to live. <laughs> so she said, uh, okay. If so you want to know more, that'll be five ninety nine. <laughs> as a parting gift, the psychic hands her a piece of chocolate. Which turned out to be poisoned, and she killed the lady, so therefore she oh, died a few days later. Geez. Oh, Oh, I'll make my predictions come true one yep. way or another. The woman was killed by chocolate from a palm reader who said she was going to die soon. Oh, wow. not that. Wow, that soon. The cards can reveal things that you will never see by yourself. Right. Call me now for your free tarot reading. And finally, Powerball drawing is tomorrow night. It is $1.4 billion. Cash value is six four three point seven million. Now you realize that if you win Powerball on Saturday, today is your last day of work. You're not going back with that kind of money. Well, yeah, how long does it take to get it? Because you got to pay my bills. Yeah, no. I mean, you probably have some bills you got, but you can pay that with what you have already, right? Alexa, what's her chances of winning? The odds of winning the Powerball are one in two hundred ninety-two million two hundred one thousand three hundred thirty-eight. <laughs> In fact, you have a better chance of being hit by a meteorite than winning the Powerball. <laughs> She's right. No, I no. gave you some stats over there earlier. I don't know where they went. Uh, you are more likely to be bitten by a shark and being struck by lightning than actually winning the Powerball. But if you win the Powerball, you can buy all the private jets you want and all the Lamborghinis you want and whatever else floats your boat. But if you win tomorrow, I want you to look around your office when you're there today because today is your last day of work. The next Powerball drawing is Saturday, and you're going to win it all. So that means today will be your last day of work. Take advantage. Park in the spot reserved for the CEO. Drink the last of the coffee and don't make a new pot. Tell Kathy in accounting she should change her name to Karen. Spend that entire budget meeting watching cat videos. Steal someone's lunch from the break room fridge. Then use the executive washroom and don't flush. And when you go home at 12.15, tell everyone it's because you tested positive for COVID last night. Because you're going to win the Powerball jackpot. And even if you don't, today will be (laughs) your last day of work. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. (laughs) Stupid news on the Rick Stacey Morning Show. Somebody do something stupid. With Jill and Smokestack. Guy in Spain is in jail after faking having a heart attack 20 times in a restaurant to avoid paying the bill. <laughs> oh, 20 wow. times. Think what? Nobody catches on after like the fourth time? That's what I was thinking. In uh, Lithu- Lithuania, the man has been now been jailed having to uh, not pay two fines following his outrageous stunts. Pictures have been sent out of the man showing him slumped in a chair as restaurants are warned of his antics. He feigned heart attacks this way at every restaurant he went to. The majority of them were in Costa Blanca, wherever that is. One restaurant owner told of how the man ordered several glasses of whiskey before pretending to have a heart attack. 
Uh, the manager of El Buen Comer said it was very theatrical. He presented, he uh, pretended to faint and slump over the chair. Hmm. One guy who works at Sale and Pep said, we've all received a warning with this photo telling us to be careful and do not serve him anything. The man has now been jailed for 42 days for refusing to pay his fines and his bills because each time only the cost of the, uh, because, uh, you know what, whatever. There you go. I feel like when you End do a story. lie like that, you have to follow through really. Like You can't just pretend to have a heart attack because then paramedics are called. You have to get in the ambulance. You have to go to the thing. Well, maybe Lithuania is different. I just uh, figure it's more like a, a Sanford and Son moment. I've never had pains like this before. Oh, this is the worst one I ever had, son. Oh, it's the worst one. This is a big one. <laughs> this is the big one, Elizabeth. Lamont, <laughs> get the truck. Oh, let's see. The Ontario Township of Benavashur Valley is in the process of figuring out how to change the name of its most famous street. Why? The street sign gets stolen four times a year. Why? You see, the guy whose name is on the street sign, John Henry Harry Dick, was... (laughs) I know now. ...was born on this rural property in the township of Bonchere Valley in 1957, and his family has occupied three homes on that approximate 1,600-foot road. Five generations of dicks. The (laughs) The road ended up... Uh, bearing the name of his family and himself, Harry Dick Road, in the late 1980s or early 90s. 9-11 emergency services uh, was added recently. Township officials confirmed the sign bearing his name has been stolen four times a year since. Four times. Don't act like both of you guys would not steal a sign that said Harry Dick on it. I would. The Dick family said... They installed a security camera to try to catch thieves in the act, but ended up being stolen. The cameras got stolen, too. <laughs> well, Murphy acknowledged he, uh, the difficulty with the name. And, of course, changing the name would be, uh, you know, offensive to the family. So his plans have been put on hold when they can find a solution. Harry Dick said his preferred solution would be for the thieves to stop stealing the sign. Oh, here come the emails now. Your morning show is trash. Talking about Harry Dick. <laughs> well, we not the name of the sign. Have some it's respect. the name of a person. In a family, five generations. Of dicks. <laughs> See, this is the kind of content, and I do want to thank everybody that listens. This is the kind of content that's made us number one. You know, isn't that something? <laughs> Records, <this> kind? <laughs> record-setting ratings this month. Um, no lie. And uh, you very rarely get to say that. I mean, I've worked in this business forever. And uh, never had this kind of success anywhere. And I just sincerely want to thank everybody that listens. Uh, for whatever reason, I mean, I, I would assume it's because we're saying stuff that everybody else is afraid to say. Correct. And maybe due to your cute co-host. I'm just throwing that out there. Could oh, be. Well, thank you, Jill. You're welcome. Yeah, and it could be the fabulous production and, uh, you know, the work he puts in every day, Smokestack. Smokestack. Fart Noises brought to you by... Smokestack. Just an amazing job, oh. you know. There you go. Because I think everything, all our success is due to him. (laughs) What are you, the drummer? And on drums, smoking Valivius. There you go. But um, seriously, thanks for for listening. We really do appreciate it. But it's all, look, you got to be honest with yourself when you're in a business. You know, there's ebbs and flows of every station and morning shows and some morning shows don't do well and sometimes do very well and then don't do well again. Right. It's it's all in the mood and the way it flows between the partners on the show and everything. And uh, it's also the content. 
mm-hmm. and I think the content right now is is quite annoying. I mean, in the typical station, really, there's us, and then there's 19 other stations, and they all talk about the same thing. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that they're... There's a need for it a little bit, though. I mean, because there's some people that don't want to listen to what we have to say in the morning. And That's there's, true. There's some people that want a lighthearted, you know, what's your favorite pizza topping? Call now. No, and, and there's this, people that, that's their their jam. That's what they want to listen to in the morning. And there is, I mean, it, you know, I'm not a, I, I liked Howard Stern as, uh, I met him. He's, he's a good, he was a good guy one time. He's lost it. I don't know what happened to him. But, but his point was in the movie, and I don't know if he wrote this. It's a movie. A writer probably wrote it where they said that the people that hate him listen more than the people that love him. Yeah. You know, but there's a lot of polarization. When yeah. you when you do stuff like we do, so yeah, I mean we accept the the good with the bad, but it's know. it's interesting though because I feel like for me I've never been on a show before where I've actually been allowed to be like a hundred percent myself because right. there's things that have been off limits to talk about. And you've been told whether it's your boss or somebody you're on the air that's just like, we're not doing that. We're not talking about that. We'll just upset people. And it's not the, the goal isn't to upset people. The goal is to be yourself. Right. And you're never going to be approved by 100% of the people 100% no. of the time. And it would be exhausting to try. So I love that when I came on the show, you were like, be you. I like your attitude. I like your personality. I'm not your boss between the hours of 5 and 10. If you want to yell at me and call me an idiot, please do so. Yeah, big and, mistake on my part. But okay. <laughs> I think that people will find it refreshing that there's people that will go on the air and actually be themselves and not be scared to be themselves. Yeah, but most stations right now, for some reason, uh, I, I don't know if it's out of fear uh, because there's a, there's a lot of people out there that are very... Too scared to talk about what's important. Yeah, so they'll talk about stuff that they know, I know they know in their heart is not important, but they'll do it anyway. You know, it's like, so, so a little lesson here. I mean, today I would assume that on most radio station, these are pretty much the headlines. Now on the Rick Stacy Show, who gives a shit? Headlines. How Haley Williams became friends with Taylor Swift. Who gives a shit? Kourtney Kardashian reflects on her relationship with Travis Barker. Who gives a shit? Travis Barker on why relationship with Kourtney Kardashian works. Who gives a shit? Ellen discusses Kourtney Kardashian on co-parenting. No shits given. Khloe Kardashian confronted Tristan Thompson about living together during the Kardashians. Who gives a shit? And finally, Golden Bachelor, Jerry and Teresa are driving without lights. Do I have to say it? This has been Who Gives a Shit. Wake up, everybody! Stream the Rick Stacy Morning Show at 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. We're one hour away from the top five countdown. The topic today is going to be titles that have the word come or go in the title. And that's because of the border, because yeah. people are coming and they're not going. Oh, so I can do coming and going? You can do both. Okay, good. Or one at, you know, at a time. Anyway, so yeah, that's the, uh, <laughs> did I say brought to you by Fair and Fair, the sunny update? Not yet. Now I did. All right, so uh, we've been told a million times, a million times, the border is secure for sure. Well, this is new video of migrants on move-in day at a newly opened shelter in the Pilsen neighborhood. Like so many other shelters across the city, this one was met with some protests from neighbors. And that same drama is playing out tonight over a park on the west side. Turn the buses around. Turn the buses around. You want to take the little scrap, the resources that we have, and put us at the bottom of the mirror? Yeah, well, uh, that's Chicago, and yes, they're being overwhelmed, just like New York, just like L.A., San Francisco, you name it, you can go down the list of cities that have the title Sanctuary City. We welcome everyone, because it's fashion, as long as they don't come, when they come, we'll throw your ass out. 
Yeah, Ew, what, I didn't know you were going to be here. Oh, no. They had big meetings in Chicago. It was covered by every TV station. Here's what's happening. For the Biden administration, it's overwhelming now because you got Democrat governors like Governor Pritzker of uh, Illinois. Mm-hmm. You got uh, the governor up in New York, uh, Kathy Hochul. <laughs> yeah, they're all saying it's too much. Get him out of here. And the residents are going crazy now mm-hmm. because here's what they're doing. Could you just imagine? Imagine your beautiful little neighborhood here in Windermere or Markham Woods, and all of a sudden, the playground across the street, which used to be for your kids, and it's got a nice rec center that they built two years ago. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the government comes in, takes that over, moves 200 migrants in there, puts tents up all over the place, and takes the interior part of the building where they can sleep. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And you have no choice. And that's what's going on in Chicago. In Galewood, tensions are running high over a plan to turn the Admonson Park Fieldhouse into a shelter. Yeah, that proposal is angering residents who packed into a meeting tonight that was standing room only. Casey Cronus has that part of the story. Tonight's meeting was contentious, rowdy, and left hundreds of residents with unanswered questions. Their main fear, that when migrants move in, park programming and youth activities for this community will be stripped away. Within seconds of city officials taking the microphone, community members anxious to speak their minds took center stage. If you would head to your right mind and see a crowd like this, you would say to yourself, they don't want it. And we're not anti-migrants, but it shouldn't be on our back. Yeah, that's right. Don't bring them. We we're, we love migrants. But don't bring them here. This is, he Martha Vineyard us right now. That's what he just did. He just did that. We love them. They're so. We're just being compassionate, and we have so much in common. And, and they're just looking for, get out. Get out. Go to the military base. Quick. Get the brown people out of here before they mow our lawn. Get them out of here. Wow. That's what's happening. So it's funny because all of a sudden now, Biden has become a law-abiding president. See, as far as briberies go, ah, screw that. Let's do a quid pro quo here for a billion. Let's do some money out of China here. Let me have my son sell my influence here in the in Ukraine. Let's mm-hmm. just stock that money up in our 20 LLCs. We'll spread it around the family. That way, nobody will think I'm taking it personally, Yowza. said Joe. Said Joe. (laughs) But now, all of a sudden, they're following a law that was established back in the Trump administration where they have to spend the money that was allocated for the wall to build a wall. So now, all of a sudden, coincidentally, because there's all this pressure from all his Democrat buddies, he's going to build 20 miles of wall in Texas. Even the Dorcas Mayorkas, the director of Homeland Security, keeping us safe. You know, that's his job. Letting 304,000 migrants in illegally in August alone is going to do his job, but he doesn't want to. From day one, this administration has made clear that a border wall is not the answer. That remains our position, and our position has never wavered. Now, let me ask you something. They're going to build this wall. Well, Peter Dushi asked it. If you have to build a border wall, but you don't think that it's going to work, then once it's done, are you just going to tear it down? Isn't that great? That's this is great. This is great. <laughs> and she, but I don't expect her to answer. She never does. Nah, she didn't. I'm not getting into hypotheticals from here. See, she's not yeah, going to get into. You know me either. Yeah, I'm not going to get into actual discussions on topics and stuff. She just referred that to some other boob in the office of the white place. Okay, uh, let's see. What else? <laughs> Some other boob. Now, the funny thing is, there's still people. That, we actually got an email just a few minutes ago of a guy just said, the border, uh, we had a listener say this to us, which scares me that there's actually somebody walking and breathing right now that actually thinks the border is secure other than the director of Homeland Security. Yeah. And, and of course, all these people. You moved to Chicago expecting Chicago 
Politicians have decided Chicago is now Guadalajara. Yeah, it's happening everywhere. The border is secure, though. Have you been to the border? Of course I have. It's, it's open. I mean, nobody can can deny that. I'll ask the question, sir. And, and the border is not open. That is that is something that, that is uh, peddled as a talking point, but it's not true. The border is closed. As is often the case with my extreme MAGA Republican colleagues, they create a fictional argument around what's happening at the border. The border is not open, and to say so is not only false, but it's really an insult to the brave men and women of the Border Patrol who work every day. Do you honestly believe that our borders are closed? Um, Senator, uh, I do. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, our, our border is secure. Yeah, I mean, this, are these nobody seeing the videos we're seeing? No, th- no. This guy that you just emailed, I guarantee you he just watches CNN, ABC maybe, and he's hearing exactly what I just played you. Those are, That's Jim Acosta in the beginning that's saying that's just a talking point. Then you got my Yorkers, Director of Homeland Security. Ah, the border's secure. And now, now we you, have the internet, right, with video nah, and everything? dude, that's all lies. And then you got uh, Todd, uh, Chuck Todd. He's a Democrat. He's a liberal. And he's talking to uh, Ayanna Presley, who's a congresswoman. And uh, she's convinced, she's trying to convince Chuck Todd, another liberal, and he knows better, that the border is secure. Yeah, is sec- you think it is secure? You think the border is secure? We are in the midst of a humanitarian crisis. Sure, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with, with you, this being a humanitarian crisis at all, but just to get some clarity on this, do you think that the border is secure? I just, do, is that what you said? Yes. Just such a, a refusal to acknowledge reality, just to say that the border is <laughs> secure when we all know millions of people are crossing the border illegally every year. Yes, yeah, since Biden got in office, 3.8 million, the size of the city of Los Angeles, just in August, 304,000, where they're now going to build the wall, resume construction of the wall, the Biden administration with their MAGA hats on. 250,000 have crossed in the last 90 days. 250,000 illegals. Think about that. That's the city of Fresno, the city of, uh, oh, I don't know, pick a city, Greenville, North Carolina. Those cities are about 250,000 people. An entire city in just a few months crossed the border illegally. 3.8 over the span of Biden's administration. City of Los Angeles, 3.82 million. Is it, and, and, and there's somebody out there that actually still thinks the border's secure. He's probably just listening to CNN. But even CNN, it's kind of telling the truth now. It's too late. They want to win an election. So here's what's happening. So now they're going to use Trump money, which was allocated for the wall back during the Trump 2019 era. And they're going to use that to build the wall that he swore he would never build. Remember, Biden said, I'll never build another Mm -hmm. section of that wall. And then at the end, they're going to do a little ceremony right before the election. I promise you, let's put money on it. And it's going to be, look, we did what Trump couldn't do. And that's what we intended to do all the time. So vote for us. We're wonderful, aren't we? Yes, we are. No. Yes. Are they not afraid of looking stupid? Because you look stupid. Yeah, but they're, they're trying to appeal to stupid people, and there's enough of them out there to make a difference in an election. Think about yes. it. I guarantee you, if Gavin Newsom, which he's going to, I don't even know why I asked that, when he runs for president, it's going to be real close, no matter who the Republican candidate is, because he's handsome, he carries himself well, look how nice he looks in a suit. He's a, hey, if GQ magazine was still putting men's apparel in there, he would be a model. And not only that, I think really? there's so many people that want to vote against Trump just because they want to vote against this man. They don't even care who they vote for, but some of them don't want to vote for Biden. So if you put Newsom in there, they're like, oh, kill two birds with one stone. I can vote against Trump and I don't have to vote for Biden. So, phew, off the hook. And yeah, here's this handsome, for- g- handsome guy. 
It's nepotism, guy. It's Nancy they Pelosi's do. nephew. I guarantee you go down to the street right now. He's 5W30 in his hair. This is the guy you want? Come down to the street. Let's go where it's crowded right now, somewhere in Orlando, and you ask 10 people. I guarantee you nobody will know that fact. I don't even care about the nepotism. I mean, I do, but for me, it's like, look what he did to California. Yeah, They don't even know that. It's you- an asshole. People are leaving California in droves, and you want this man in charge of the country? Half the country doesn't know about that. I'm telling you right now, we just had a guy email us swearing the border's closed. Think about that. Think how scary that is. That is because what I always say a million times, and I know it's getting boring and redundant, but the media is our number one enemy, and we're part of it, but I'm saying the media that lies to you every day, which is ABC, Mm -hmm. NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, they're the enemy of this country. They hate this country. Anyway. But why? It's so nice. It is nice, especially this time of year. It gets cool. Uh, Corrine Jean Mellencamp Lupont. Uh, Soros Ponte, yeah. was uh, was being asked about the president's dog commander. Yesterday, the news was breaking that they told you originally, oh, he bit 11 times. Could you imagine you had a dog in your house that bit 11 people? They wouldn't even ask you. No, they would just take him. He'd be dead. Animal control would have taken him a long time ago, probably after the fourth or fifth bite. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but look who his owners are. I mean, if you were that dog and you were living in that White House under that regime, wouldn't you be biting people to get out to? This is amazing. Elizabeth Alexander, the first lady's communication director, said, you got the uh, soft and compassionate music there, Smoke, uh, something yeah, something real caring and, and fake caring, but caring. You know what I mean? Air supply, something like that. Stop. Air supply? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Whatever you got. Elizabeth Alexander, the first lady's communication director, said, the Bidens, Joe and his wife, care deeply about the safety of the White House staff and those who protect them every day. Quoting now, they remain grateful for the patience and support of the U.S. Secret Service, who each day go, ow, damn dog, (laughs) and all involved as they continue to work through solutions. Commander is not presently at the White House, but we're taking steps to evaluate him and see if anything can be done. Okay, now it turns out yesterday, you can do away with the... Okay. It turns out yesterday, after they reported 11 bites, it's much more than that. But where'd they bring him? They lied. That's a good question. They're Probably, like, he's hmm. not here anymore. It's like, he's okay, at, well, where is he then? He's at the dog re-education camp. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about In that. In China. My husband loves to go to China, so we, we oh. you know. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about it, and she said, don't worry about the dog. As someone who spends a fair amount of time in the Oval Office with the president, did you ever have a troubling encounter with Commander? No, not at all. So he never nipped you? No. Were you ever wary of being around him because of the biting incidents that you had heard about? Absolutely not. And I've seen Commander many times. I was never worried, and I've never been bit by Commander. And just to just to be clear here, and we want to, you know, make sure that folks look out, look out, look out. Oh, we lost the. Oh no, we lost the connection. Sorry about that. I don't know what Oopsie. happened. We'll check in with that press conference later. U.S. politics continue to be a chaotic subject, and now it is a true American apocalypse. Seventy-one percent don't trust the government. Well, duh. I mean, right? Not and like they have a good track record. That same percent don't trust the government to prevent doomsday. No, dude. The minute anything happens, that's why that alert lasts with this week. The practice alert. The practice alert for when S hits the fan. Yeah, when the S hits the ground here, they all go scattering to their little bunkers and we're left on our own. Mm -hmm. Good luck, everybody.
everybody. Uh, you think I'm kidding? No, that's that's probably how that's going to go. A friend of mine says it all the time, and I love the saying is, get your crisis garden going, get right with Jesus and buy <laughs> ammo every single day. Yeah, yeah it's, it's happening fast, man. Faster than I'd like. Because there's also a bunch of news that even like we don't find until like a week later. Like, did you hear about the Chinese sub? No, what? what? There was, they laid some trap for a U.S. sub, but the Chinese sub got caught in their own trap and, like, sunk the whole thing with, like, 50 okay. people on it. Are you serious? Yeah, but, I mean, it was obviously a trap for an American sub. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was in, like, South China Sea somewhere it's in there. Great. great. It's great. It's mm-hmm. all great. Right. But, of course, no one's mentioning that. Just try to keep World War III under wraps until it's absolutely necessary that we need to know. <laughs> all right. And finally, for those of you looking for some work, something to do, I'm looking for cooks at the diner. Can't find anybody. I don't. We can't find you anybody still to can't work. Find we, no, anybody? I'm serious. We. I don't know how we're going to stay open because it's not about money now. Now it's about we can't find anybody to work. Do you want to know what's something funny in my neighborhood? Um, the the maintenance people that take care of the buildings and stuff. The one guy was by himself forever, and I kept saying, "Why are you by yourself? Are they letting you hire new help?" He goes, uh, yeah, we hired one guy. He quit the day after that. Then we hired another guy. He never showed up. And, and I'm like, what? That's it. Ouch. That's it. We're down to, we're down to my wife and I think uh, one and a half cooks. I mean, we have nobody. And, well, who's and, the half and cook? we can't find it. No, but part time. <laughs> oh, part time. One and a half cooks. No, and it's a it's a guy that can't work all week. He's right. retired. He just wants to work two or three days. Uh, I mean, right. that, that's, it's it's unbelievable. And we can't find anybody to work. Right now, we just want one breakfast cook, somebody really good. And this isn't just a diner. You know this, Jill. Yeah. We serve, like, what do you call the food we do in dinner? Everything Classic gourmet. American fare. It's Gorm- not just diner food. You have diner food, but you also have everything else. It's amazing. So, I mean, it's somebody that wants to work and be, you know, a, a sous chef, that kind of thing. You're, you know, also a DeBerry Diner. But uh, maybe you didn't get into that when you got in college. You had different ideas. And then you need to come call me and work at the diner because here are the degrees they're offering right now. Oh, no. Are you ready for this? This is an actual new program for <sighs> how to be an influencer. What? Do you need instruction on that? It's you pretty much film yourself with your phone and then you put it on the internet for people to make fun of and hope that you get money, but odds are you probably won't. One college already offers Digital Hustle, a summer crash course taught by viral TikTokers and field experts. What's a field expert? For the last two years, but it couldn't adequately cover the many facets of the industry like... uh, an undergraduate degree would, so they decided to make it an undergraduate degree. So now you become, you can have a degree in being an influencer, becoming an expert in social media theory. Social media theory. Is that a thing? It, it is now. So, but if everyone how? became an influencer, I mean, how influential can you be if everybody's doing it? They're yeah. saying the influencing market industry is valued at $21 billion. Most of that is Kylie Jenner. Yeah, I get it. But, but, I mean, uh, there's people, I know people that are influencers, or know of people that are in, well, like, hang out or anything, but I know people that are influencers, and it's an astronomical amount of work. Yeah, the Washington Post is now reporting that some colleges now have a director of program on influencing, influencer strategy, 
business and influencing, communications and influencing, and this is a pioneer course, but you can actually get a degree in it now. Jeez. What? Uh, no ready way. to get a jump start on your BS career? Then come to BS University. At BSU, we offer a wide array of majors in stuff that isn't really real, but people say is real. Get your degree in being an influencer. Get your PhD in selfies. Perhaps video games are your strong suit. Playing them, not designing them. Well, you can make your dream of sitting and playing video games a reality at BS University. I'm going to BSU to get my major in psh, whatever. Like, they basically teach you how to just kind of sit there and be like, psh, whatever, all the time. Sometimes I lay in bed and say, psh, whatever. It doesn't matter where you are, just as long as you say, psh, whatever, and don't, like, care about stuff or whatever. Hey, sweetie, what'd you learn at college last semester? Psh, whatever. That's my boy. So what are you waiting for? Prepare for your career doing something that isn't really anything at BS University. Your future starts today. The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. So wake up, people. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So Dick Butkus. You don't have any stories in front of you, do you? Nothing. Okay. All right. right. No, but I know what you want to play. Here we go. From his personality to the impact of his tackles, everything Dick Butkus did was memorable. That's really sad. 80 years old, passed away, if you don't know who he is, legendary Chicago Bears linebacker. Drafted back in 1965, he was the number three pick. Here's some of his uh, stats. Six All-NFL selections, two Defensive Player of the Year honors, eight Pro Bowl selections, among many, many more. He did a commercial for, I remember, um, Sports Illustrated. This is back when Sports Illustrated was a sports magazine. It still kind of is, but everybody focuses on the swimsuit issue. But this is when people actually got it for, like, the sports Stories. There were sports stories in there? It was. Well, Sports Illustrated wanted me to talk to you sports fans out there. And also to you people who love them. Christmas is coming. And if there's someone on your list who's interested in sports, give them Sports Illustrated. It's America's number one sports magazine. Mm. He's also in a bunch of movies, right? It's what? <laughs> he's in a bunch of movies and stuff. I don't know. can't remember which ones, but I know he's in a couple movies. Imagine if you were this guy. So the Phillies game on Wednesday, this guy got really excited, I guess. He was in section 103 mm-hmm. in the stadium, and he's like, you know what? I'm buying everybody around a beer. Now think about how big, if you've ever been in a baseball stadium, how big your one specific section is. That's a lot of people. And this section happened to be 352 seats. Oh. So he buys a round of beer, and then he's like, another one. Oh. Everyone gets another round of beer. Now, beer at baseball stadiums is fairly expensive, 12 to $16, depending on the size that you get. So they're estimating that this guy spent around $9,000 buying beer for the entire section at the Phillies game on Wednesday. Oof. Nine That's grand. Now, somebody said they know this guy. And they said he tries to be an anonymous buyer. He does this when, he, obviously, Rich, when he goes to different places and that he's always been a nice guy and he's super generous and he does things like that when he goes out. So that's what you got to do. Just give out money to, and people call you a nice guy. I'm friends with the wrong people. I'm going to have to start a budget item just for that then. <laughs> I need to pick my friends better. I'm uh, just so kidding. $25 nice guy fee. Yeah, I just got to think of an amount that would garner the nice guy title. Mm-hmm. He's such a nice guy. He gave me a hundred bucks. How much do you think that companies should be allowed to control their employees' social media accounts? Nothing at all, but they can fire you. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Remember when somebody went to hire somebody? I forget. <laughs> I'm being so specific in the story. This one person they went to hire this other person. I forget what company it was. And the girl was a candidate for a job opening that they had. And she went in and she was qualified. Everything. Degrees, experience, everything smart. They were, she was everything they were looking for. They were like, okay, one last thing. We have to check your social media account. They went on her social media account. She had a picture on there when she was at the beach with her friends in a bikini. And they were like, oh, no, we don't want anybody like the likes of you working for our company. What? Because she had a bikini on? What do you want her to wear at the beach? A burqa? Like, what's going on? Why does she, because she was at the beach in a bathing suit with her friends. You you deem this inappropriate. So you're the end all be all of things that are in. And they didn't hire. And they told her that's why. Well, that's fine. I mean, you know, you can sue. You might even win, but uh, it takes a lot of money to sue somebody. Why but don't they have you no, they make, have, hmm? you know you can make all of your social media private. You can make your Instagram private, your Facebook private, and all they can see is like the front, like your profile picture. I mean, what's the point? You can't piss people off if you're just sending stuff to your private friends. No, but I mean, if you're friends with enough people and that's your group and you, yeah, but your all agree with you. Be, the whole idea is to do something, is pull the pin from the grenade and toss it. That's what you want to do. That's what the sunny I always, for. I always go public. Sunny pages for that. No, but I mean, if you think, okay, I'm applying for a bunch of jobs, they're going to look at my social media, make it private, they can't look at it. They can't, no? No, sure. they can't see it unless they're friends with you. And Will they, they ask you to you? unprivatize? I feel like the nerve you have to go, like, that's what you're well, focused they told this, on. They told this girl right up front. No, this guy, I guess he was friends with his boss or, or it was public. And what happened in this specific situation was he works for a fast food company in this corporate. This was a fa- fast food restaurant? Corporate. Corporate. Wow. So he works for, say, it's Chick-fil-A or McDonald's, whoever it is, right? And he posted something on his Twitter. He went to another restaurant to eat. Oh, this one, the story. Okay. Yeah, he went to a, a restaurant to eat and posted about how good the food was. And his boss went to him and said, I'm going to fire you if you don't take that down. He's like, I can't eat anywhere but here? Like, what are you talking about? And Yeah. So why, why do they get to have that much control over your social media? Because they're... <laughs> You know, private company or public. Granted, they can fire you for whatever reason. They can yeah. fire you because you looked at them wrong or they don't like the color of your hair. Right. That's 100% true. Yeah. Can but they curtail your freedom of speech? Um, as long as you want to work there, yeah, they can. But I think companies are getting, the lines are getting blurred of lately. Of course they are. It's a, uh, I pay you a salary, but I'm also control, you know, you you represent the company. So be careful what you do in your everyday life. No, my life is my life. I'll live it however the hell I want to. You're in charge of my life between this and this, and you pay me between this and this. What I do outside of that is none of your concern. Exactly. But it all started, remember when you used to uh, not check your emails on the weekend, and now some companies like, you got to check your email all the time when you're on vacation, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you have a cell phone. There's no I excuse know. for you to not be in contact. I'll call you in the middle of the night if I have to. No, it was hilarious, because what was the girl that she left work at 5 o'clock? She got an email. I guess she shut her computer down earlier. I guess it was like at 4.55. And then she gets to work at 8 o'clock. 8.05, she gets an email from someone that says, where have you been? You haven't been answering my emails. I sent you an email before work Friday. It's been three days. She's like, technically, according to work time, it's been 10 minutes. I'm not on the clock from 5 o'clock on Friday to 8 a.m. on Monday. If you think I'm checking my email over the weekend and I have to drop everything I'm doing to answer you, yeah. unless I'm a doctor and I got a beeper mm. or I'm, you know, a detective. Well, you're on a call. Some job. Are on call, right. but those people that hit you up at five oh five, and then you, like you said, you walk in Monday morning. They're like, I still don't have any any response on this, and I'm like, you think I'm coming in Sunday to wipe your butt? No, <laughs> no. I've had I've had people in the past that will email me at eleven o'clock at night, 
we get up at three o'clock in the morning. I'm asleep at 11 o'clock at night. Now I do check my email when I go home and sometimes on the weekend. I'm one of those, in case you send something or because we do different things for, you know. I just wait for Rick to go, smoke, smoke, smoke. <laughs> well, text yeah, message. Yeah, he never responds. And, and so. Oh, I, I read him. I just like to giggle to myself going, he's mad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but but I am one of those people that does that. But I've had people email me at 11 o'clock at night and then the next morning going, did you get a chance to do this? I was like, well, I was sleeping and now I'm on the air. So between that and that, no, I haven't had a chance to do it yet. But I, you'll be my first priority as soon as I get off the air. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. And if you're stressed out thinking about us, if we're making you, you know, your anxiety go through the roof talking about work and stressful things at work. And <sighs> I know it's Friday, which is a good thing. But you're like, oh man, we have got a horoscope for you. A horoscope. And now, your morning horoscope. Work may be stressful at the moment. Don't let the responsibilities of your office weigh you down. Do what I did. Just quit your job. Spend some more time with another man's family. I mean, with your own family. Not with another man's family. (laughs) You know, following his wife around town. Watching his kids play on the playground. Thinking to yourself, what would happen if I walked up to them and said, I'm your new mother. Your father loves me. Then showing up at his house and telling his wife that he's having an affair with you. Even though he's not. In fact, he insists... I'm never speaking to you again. I only want to love him. <clears throat> this has been your morning horoscope. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you ready for some stupid news? It's stupid. Yeah. But we like it. Here's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right. God, he keeps giving me the story. What is it? Our producer Smokestack. No, no, I'll read the story for you. Make you you happy. You know, he wants me to read. Don't make me turn this car around or we're not getting ice cream. He wants me to read the cat eating. He fixates on a story every morning. And I'm like, this isn't very funny or weird or anything. It's just disgusting. But okay. A lot of times my boss will send me an email the night before with all kinds of weird stuff that he he wants to do on the air. Don't read it. He just reads the headline and he wants you to read it to decide whether it's right. worth it or not. Well, yeah. I thought the cat eating python was interesting, but All I right, guess fine. that's not weird enough for you. No, no. Here we go. Management of a trailer park in Oklahoma has allegedly warned residents not to speak about it. A 13 foot long cat eating python slithering around its community. They'll be evicted if they do. He threatened the residents. That's a pretty good part. Over the last few months, residents said... Burntwood Mobile Home Park in Oklahoma say they've been growing concerns regarding cats missing from the neighborhood, really. They say the giant snake has been feeding on the felines for five months to survive and that management has known about it since June and done nothing. The python is believed to have doubled in size (laughs) over that time and become more aggressive. Well, yeah, he's liking what he's eating. I don't like snakes. No snakes. No snakes. When I first started in radio, it was like a little small not corporate owned mom and pop radio station Mm -hmm. and so it was in this like little hut of a building and it wasn't very you know well kept or anything like that and I was sitting at the board one day which is where you control the radio station and little things started falling on the desk in front of me and I looked and I'm like what the hell is that and it was a maggot and I was like oh maggot oh it gets worse I was like what are maggots doing falling from the ceiling so I went out and I got the like the maintenance guy I'm like Maggots. Granted, this was in Memphis, Tennessee. I go, there's maggots falling from the ceiling. He's like, Yep. Exactly. That should happen. There's probably some dead rats up there. And I was like, Well, what? Okay. Did we get them out? And he goes, Well, no, the snakes usually eat them. I'm like, There's snakes up there too? He's like, Yeah, but if we're getting maggots, maybe one of them snakes is dead. I'm like, So we got dead snakes, dead rats. I'm like, What's happening here? I got to go. You didn't know Memphis is the dead snake and maggot capital of the world. Wow. Yeah, this business is very strange. 
Very strange. I remember working at Cocoa Beach on WRKT. Okay. Which uh, which is now it, it was 104. Oh, it's it's uh, 1041 uh, Real Radio now. Oh, okay. But you know they moved the stations around, so it was in Cocoa Beach. It was you know top 40, and uh, new guy bought the station. He came in the first day and he had, okay, he had the opposite of male pattern baldness. He was bald all except for one spot in the center. <laughs> he was a unicorn. Yeah, yeah, one unicorn. spot, and he grew it like three feet, and then he would take it with bobby pins and wrap it around his head, Stop. and then pin his hair. He would do the swirl. Is that what it is? Yeah, where you spiral it around. He spiraled it around and bobby pinned it, but he no. didn't make like he didn't try to hide the bobby pins, so he looked like a crazy person. Looked like a drill bit. I don't know. <laughs> So then, the first thing he does, you know, you figure you bought a business, you would, I don't know, clean it and, you know, I don't know, see what, how you can make some money real quick, whatever. No. He began to hoard everything in the entire building, furniture, typewriters, filing, everything. He took everything in the entire building and shoved it into his office. What? Everything. There was nothing left. Why would you he do that? He went in the bathroom, took the flower pot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what? Yeah. And I quit after that. I was like, this, this, is, this is too weird. This is going nowhere. His office looked like, what? every look at somebody's storage unit? Yeah. His office, which had windows, was piled to ceiling and everything that was in the station was in his office. What was wrong with him? I don't know. And he sat there with his bobby pinned hair <laughs> and you couldn't talk to him. This is what's going on here. Don't look at me. Oh my God. Or my quaff. <laughs> wow. Oh, I don't know. Everything's kind of hairspray budget you think he had. Nothing is as good as those two stories. Let's see here. Let's just go to the end. All right. We got top well, five to do. Oh, yeah. It's Friday. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just going to trail off into the commercial. Well, the groping woman's just so... Yeah, that's a little messed up. I'm just... It's... I don't know. Drunk lady in a park accosts a gang of teen boys. Didn't it just accost the... I mean, this was pretty bad. She goes well, to now the, I have to know what happened. All Tell right. Me. This 27-year-old hot British dental receptionist goes to a park. She's blasted drunk. Sits between two teenagers. Starts groping them. I mean, in, in the most graphic way possible. And then starts telling them that she's going to ride them and all this stuff. What? Right. And then when she starts exposing her stuff to them, uh, she passes out. She just passes out, just yeah. whoosh, limp on the ground. Uh, I guess somebody called the cops, but she woke up in between somebody calling the cops and them getting there and uh, took her stuff and left. Okay. She left something behind, right? Yeah, her phone and her debit card. There you go. What? They caught up with her. Now, I guess the judge, there's a song, there's a blues song about this. I guess she was so hot, the judge let her off easy. No. Yeah, now everybody's like, the hell? <laughs> she was touching kids at the park. But granted, like, she's very hot. We don't arrest pretty girls. Oh, my gosh. Did you guys but, see that video? I mean, she's supposed to get years in prison. And they're like, nah. tell you what, we'll put an ankle bracelet on her so she doesn't get drunk. And then pretty. she has to come under my supervision at least twice a year. Oh, and I guess we'll make her a sex offender, I suppose. Yeah, they gave her a sobriety tag, 12 months of a suspended jail sentence. And she has to be on the sex registry for 10 years. Did you see the video where the cop pulls over the girl for speeding? And he goes up to the window, and she's like, I thought you didn't give pretty girls tickets. He's like, you're right. We don't give pretty girls tickets. Anyway, sign here. <laughs> you sure they've had sex? Yeah. Nice. Nice. So wait, what, what's the crime? The crime is she isn't doing it with me. Uh, <laughs> what? Hey, he's totally underage. She's taking advantage of him. You're right. We're sorry. 
This is serious. <laughs> like, I, I just don't get it. If it was anybody else, you'd be in jail. But well, now everybody's yelling at the judge, so. Minneapolis Police Department is investigating an officer for her side gig as an OnlyFans model after she pulled over a subscriber. <laughs> Can you imagine? The Dude. unidentified cop who works in the city's fourth precinct is being probed for any policy <laughs> violation she may have committed running the adult content subscription service while working for the police department. The driver said he took him 10 minutes to recognize the 35-year-old officer as someone he's seen over the past five months and uh, very explicit posts on OnlyFans. Wow. He's like, yeah. you're going to cuff me? <laughs> yeah, it says here, we were doing a little talking and checking, and I was like, man, she's got an OnlyFans page. I'm, a, I'm on that page. That's, that's the, very nice. That's the driver. Recognized her right away. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, uh, we also have a uh, body cam of how the, uh, really? the, the traffic stop went. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up on Only Cops. Do you know why I pulled you over? Because I'm a naughty boy. Oh, yeah, you're a naughty boy. Give me that license and registration. You want me to give it to you? Yeah, give it to me. Give me that license and registration. Yeah, you like that? You like that license and registration? Mm, I'm going to let you off with a warning. Oh, yeah, give me that warning. Don't go so fast. Take it nice and slow. You want me to slow down, baby? Oh. Yeah. It's all coming up on Only Cops. Don't miss it. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Ugh, fine. On Sunny FM. Top five, top five all time. Now it's the Friday Top Five on the Rick Stacey Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Live from downtown Orlando. In an unmarked building in the basement. (laughs) Sitting in a bunch of crates. With an ice chest full of beer, it's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Today's top five category is... Any song title with the word come or go in the title. Because we have so many people coming over the border and they're not going. Five big ones to number one as the countdown rolls on. Jill insisted on being number one, which makes me... I I was number two last year, last week, which means you go up in progressive order, so then I'm number one, Smoke's number two, and you were number one last week, so then you pop down to number three. I don't understand what's so hard to understand about all this. Now you can all join in. The number is 407-919-1059. Pick a song that has come or go in the title. It could have both if you're fancy. If you can find something like that and you will get to be in the countdown. Here's Joe's number five song. Go. Ooh, nice. Duran Duran. It'll take a little time Might take a little cry this is live. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like an interesting version. Do you know what it is? Duran Duran? No, we, our production studio took a poop, and we had to get all new equipment, and the audio equipment is still being tweaked, so everything sounds a little odd. So great. Yeah. It's still live. I'm doing the best with what I got. No, this is just live. That's what we call a hypnotic beat in the business. (laughs) 
Yeah, like Enigma. Remember Sodness? Oh, oh great that's song. That's good, yeah. Doom, doom, doom. All right, so Smoke is number two, and he's got his number five song. Here it is. On the countdown. On the countdown. Give me a minute. She ran out of lyrics there. Oh, Evelyn okay. King. Evelyn yeah. Champagne King. With a nickname like Champagne, how could it not be good? Good pick. <laughs> I didn't think you would pick this. Really? Yeah. Funky baseline, and I'm I'm in. You weren't even born yet. Well, you know, I wasn't hanging out with Neil Sedaka back in those days. Love a breakdown of a song. Videos were so cheesy back then. Oh, yeah. It was just a left to right dance with the teeth showing. That you know, soft lens with the huge hair. A lot of polyester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clothing that would be uh, TJ Maxx now was always on in those videos. All right, here's my number five song. Oh, I almost picked this, but I didn't. Nice choice. Oh, I can't believe I didn't think of this one. Yeah, it's perfect. Now, is this about aliens? What? Yeah, I thought the song's about aliens. Well, it's perfect. That song's about getting abducted. Is it? Pretty sure. I thought it was about about sailing and you just want someone to go with you so you're not lonely. No, no. It's the beginning. He says it's angels and then he realizes it's a starship and they're telling him to come sail away. They come and abduct him. You know, I've heard that song and listened a billion times. Never heard the lyrics that way. No. Yeah. No, he's probably right. I just don't listen to I never knew Olivia Newton-John Let's Get Physical was about sex until like last year. (laughs) What? You did not. No, we danced to it in a talent show in like the first grade. No teacher ever thought that was was about sex? No, I was in the first grade at the time. I'm like, Let me hear your body talk? Never knew it. You know what what it sounds like? People, this is the body talk. Oh. Oh. Wow. Okay. That's shocking. All right. Mark is hopefully still on line one. <laughs> Mark, what is the song? Yeah, man, I'm still here. Your song having to do with Come or Go? Yeah, Don't Come Easy by Ringo Starr. Oh, all right, perfect. Yeah, I used to cook Philly cheesesteaks up in Philadelphia. Oh, did you? Cool. What is that? I was was on Passyunk Avenue, Reno's Pizza. I used to cook Philly cheesesteaks up there. Mark, the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to you guys every morning, man. You made me laugh. I thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank, you. thank you. Yeah, man, my granddaughter says laughter better than anything. All right. Anything else? Yeah, I like hearing you guys, man. Yeah. 
What you doing tonight? Tell Smokejack have another toast at the end of the day for me. <laughs> you hear that smoke? Wise? Yes. What? You have burritos in your what? <laughs> I said, here's one for you now. What? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot for the we stories. Thanks, Take Mark. Care. Tonight, I'm Scott Pelley on 60 Minutes <laughs> with the story of Mark. It's a good pick, though. Ringo no, Starr. I enjoyed his uh, his stories more than... That is a good pick. You had a lot to talk about. All right, song number four for Jilly on the Jill Top 5 list. Well, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, little darling. Tell me that you never leave. What is this? Come on, come on. The Smurfettes? What is this? Okay, okay. Is it? The Lavamba guy? Wow. Let's go, let's go. See? Come on, let's go is what it's called. Where are they going? I don't know. Probably not anywhere far. Let's see. Wow. If I could understand him, I would be able to tell you what it was about. Do you understand the lyrics of La Bamba? No, not okay, really. Then. <laughs> you just see him pitching that song to the uh, music company, to the uh, record company. Let's go, let's go. Oh, what's it about? It's about going. Oh, let's go, let's go. Come on, mama, let's go. Going like where, it. though? I would like it. What? Where, where are we going? Let's go to the thing. Let's go. Come on, La Bamba. Let's go. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Should have peed before this. I told you to. <laughs> All right, here we go. Smoke's number four song on the countdown. Songs with come and go in a title. Ah, uh, I had this one too. I, I knew you would have it. You got to keep them separated. Got to keep them separated. Where's the come or the go on here? It's called come, come out, out and play. play. It is. That's right. Forgot about that. Wait a minute. Isn't it keep them separated? No. It's called come out and play. Well, that's kind of dumb. Great song. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. So good. What are they separating, though? Uh, <laughs> the children. It's about young gang violence and how uh, the kids never go to jail because they're under 18. It's a nice, lighthearted so little ditty. Kids that do the violence for them. All right. Them. I didn't know that. Yeah. See? It's an educational experience here at the top five as well this morning. Not often, but today, yeah, sure. Don't, don't, <laughs> your results may vary. All right. Here's my number four song Come or Go. 
Freaks come out at night. Yeah. Ooh, nice choice. Wow. Freaks come out at night. Perfect song for the season. So far, Rick wins. This goes on opens after dark, and it ain't till 12 till the party really starts. And I always had to be home by 10, right before the fun was about to begin. Crowds of people lined inside and out, just for one reason, rock the house. But in the daytime, the streets was clear. You couldn't find a good freak anywhere, cause the freaks come out at Synthesizer in your house, right? <laughs> yeah. Such a good song. Now, did that come out during your Jerry Curl era? Uh, it was my roller rink era. Ah, okay. I used to DJ at a roller rink here in Castleberry. It's a good song to roller skate to. So oh. frilly cravat to go with that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whose turn is it? It's, we would be having a listener that oh, you got oh, on the phone. Oh, uh, Ken, line three. Ken. Uh, right, Ken, <laughs> line three. What do you got? Uh, LL Cool J, going back to Cali. Yeah. Going. Good one. I'm going. I feel like I failed this week. I don't think so. I'm going back to Cali. 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 I'm back to Cali. I don't think so. Going back to Cali. Who was he, about 12 when he did this one? Yeah, he was young. 88, I think. 16-year-old Jill's freaking out. Well, the ladies love Cool James. Or LL Cool LJ Cool. Talk about a roller skating rink song. Yeah. Now, this is the album that had like a big panther on it with a chain. I think. I mean, you're not going to have a panther and not put a chain on him. Duh. You just look good in it. <laughs> you know? I can't find a Biden. Really? Yeah. I've been playing it all week. I know. And, uh, I don't have it. LL Cool L J Cool LL. Oh. Hey, thanks for the call. Oh, he's hung up already. He's over you. Yeah, There's he no was. time for our business. All right, here we go. We're going back to the beginning and into Jill's list. We're up to what song? Number three? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Songs about coming and going. This <laughs> Dolly Parton. Jill, you didn't. I did. I had to put one in there to annoy you guys. What musical is this from? Frozen. Oh, God. The horror. The cold never bothered me anyway. Oh, God. Can't they stay in the lower octaves when they do that? All right, Smoke has his number three song. Songs about coming and going. Number three. Hit it. Go. Oh, okay. Wow. I mean, Mama told me not to go. On Golden Oldies 105. (laughs) I thought I had an oldie with Frankie Valley. 
this K Billy Super Sounds of the 70s weekend. Don't turn on the lights, cause I don't want to see. Every 60s rock band got a Farfisa organ. That's what that yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's go up to uh, my list. This is my number three song, Songs About Coming. Uh, I almost grabbed that, but I knew you'd get it. Oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't pick this either. Come and clench my love. <laughs> what? Or grab or something. This is such a great song. You had to pick the guitar solo part. <laughs> Such a happy song. Did you see when they were writing the song? The lead singer's telling the guitarist, okay, every few seconds you go, click, click. <laughs> Is that all I'm going to do? Yeah, that's it. No more. <laughs> Just the bounce. bounce. Clank, clank. You got it? Okay. Let's give it a shot. Uh, on line three, we have Angel. Angel, welcome to the top five. What do you got for us? Come together. The Beatles. All right. Nice. There you go. I almost did that one. Put your bell bottoms on. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play toe jam football. I never knew what that was. <laughs> very, very fun. watching a kid movie with her kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. One of the best lines in that song ever is what? got to be good looking because it's so hard to see. You get it? No, because I'm not as high as they get were it, like, when they cut looking, the... Good looking, good looking, good looking. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Yeah. It's supposed to be clever, Rick. I see, yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Jill's list. Now we're up to the number two song in the countdown. Here is Jill's number two song. Oh, I think I have this in there, maybe. What is this? Justin Timberlake, what goes around, comes around. Oh. 
Oh, it just sounds so bad. I told you the audio thing in there is not working right. Why don't you do it at home? I don't have a way to do it at home. You have your laptop. I don't have it. I don't have a program on there. Wow. Justin Timberlake in mono. <laughs> new mono records and tapes. Technically not mono. What's old is new again. Face was all off. And I just didn't have the time. Is Snoop Dogg on this too? Uh, this specific song, no. This video, I never realized. I got mesmerized by this video yesterday. I just sat there and watched the whole video. Uh, Scarlett Johansson plays his video, his girlfriend in this video, and they like make out through the whole thing. And I'm like, man, when you're famous, you could just pick any celebrity you want to make out with in your video and be like, you know who I want to make out with? Brad Pitt. Let's see if Brad Pitt will be in my video, and then you just get to make out with him. It's interesting. Wow. Okay. Are you sure Snoop Dogg wasn't on that? Not on it. What goes around comes around. Or Timbaland. Or well, he's something. on a lot of songs with Timbaland, but no, not on that one. You done? Huh. I don't know. He's intrigued at the fact that Snoop Dogg's not in the song. I, mean, I thought he was on there. So, no, no, never mind. I'm intrigued that you recorded it on a cassette and you then played what? it back here. <laughs> I okay, can't help but that we got crappy equipment in here. I'm just working you with what I got. You don't have anything at home to record on? No. What happened to your laptop? I have my laptop. Why don't you record I don't have on anything there? on it. What do you mean you don't have anything on it? I have the tracking. Are we going to bore the listener by you asking me about stupid electrical stuff? (laughs) Stupid electrical stuff. I don't think they care. Offered you enough pirated software to do that? Huh? Haven't I offered you enough pirated software? I will bring you my laptop. You put whatever you want on it. All right, right. here we go. Song number two on uh, Smokenstein's list of come and go songs. But I don't know it. It's Judas Priest. Oh, okay. You got the T-shirt? Uh, not on today, but. Judas Priest. No one knows who this is. Oh, I know who they are. You have your T-shirt you've washed 20 times, and it used to be black, but now it's gray. <laughs> And it's like Judas Priest, but half the letters are peeled off from the heat from the, heat from the dryer. It's actually my Nirvana shirt, but yeah. This is a big motorcycle song. That right? is a big motorcycle song. You got that right. You know, I have that on uh, on emergency play. Oh, do you have the emergency yeah, motorcycle because, cassette? Because like, I'm usually listening to like, uh, you know, Houdini, uh, you know, freaks come out at night and some burly motorcycle guy with hair on his chest pulls up next to me. I switch it or automatically Judas Priest comes on. Why can't you just be you, Rick? No, no, I don't want to get killed. Okay. Yeah, no. If they catch him listening to Linda Ronstadt on Oh, man, <laughs> you're dead. You're dead. Me, right on the Ex-communicated spot. Excommunicated from the entire community. community. But I did community. one time it happened, this, this big, burly, bearded motorcycle dude with a cigarette in his mouth, no helmet, bugs on his teeth, was listening to, that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. I was like, you look at him and you give him a thumbs up. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. No, you see a tough guy there. He's listening to Minnie Ripperton coming down <laughs> the street. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> All right, where were we? Who's on line two? Uh, we've got Jared on line two. Wait a minute, two. we didn't do my number two. Oh, we didn't oh, do Rick's bad. number two. Rick's I mean, big number two. This is my number. <laughs> is this, the, yeah, this is number two. 
Oh, I had that too. Oh. It's okay. Your version probably sounds better than mine anyway. Well, Rick got exposed, not expose. Different. The era of the Aquanet. That's right. with this album when I was younger. Were you? Yeah. Like fourth grade-ish. And he grabbed the guitar solo too. Nice. I know, I know. And these weren't even the today. original girls. The original girls were much uh, more, uh, let's see, what's the word? Homely? Uh, strippery? Oh. I didn't, know. I almost didn't pick Come Go With Me by Exposé because I knew Rick would tell this story for the 100th time. Every time we talk about Exposé, he's like, they used to be really hot and slutty and then they picked the ugly fat ones for the real no, band. No, they weren't ugly <laughs> fat ones. every time. That's, they weren't ugly fat. The replacements were, were uh, uh, you know, they were pretty, but they weren't, yeah. you know. Strippery and hussy-like. Right. <laughs> Which, let's face it, that's the whole point behind music anyway. Am I right? I mean, listen to the lyrics. Come go with me. Come on. Oh, what does just... that mean, Rick? I have no idea. Okay, what line? <laughs> Jared's two. on line two. Line two, Sharon, go ahead. What do you uh, have Jared, to contribute? Jared, Jared, Jared not Sharon. Not Jared, Sharon. what do you have to right. contribute here? Should I stay or should I go now by the clash? You're such an ass, what? Rick. <laughs> Answer the phone. Yeah, what do you got to offer me? What do you want? <laughs> I said, what are you going to contribute? <laughs> What's the matter with the morning show? Oh, there ain't nothing, bro. I love us. All right. We're a little unpolished. Sorry. Drunks this early. I'll be here till the end of time. So you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? It's always taste, taste, taste. You're happy when I'm on my knees <laughs> One day is fine and next is black So if you want me off your back Well come on and let me know Should I stay or should I go? Alright Jared, thank you man should I stay or should No problem I go? You have a good weekend, what are you doing this weekend? Anything? Oh, uh, yeah, actually, me and the wife are going to go out to a show and uh, then just spend the night after that at home. I'm going to cook some stuff on the grill. All nice. right. I'll be over at 8. All right, man, thanks. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> he said, come on over. You know, we bro. should all should just show up. That's great. <laughs> all right, we go back to Jill's list. This is her number one song on the Come and Go playlist. Here we go. Oh, okay. Hey. Hey. Replacement number one song, three, two, one. What's the name of the song? Celine Dion? Yeah, what's the name of it? Um, your Heart Will Go On. My Heart Will Go On, not Your Heart, oh, My Heart. Oh, Go On. Okay, Go, okay. From Titanic? Yeah. You know she does this just to torture us. I do. Yeah. As Joe Pesci would say, there she is, Celine Dijon. <laughs> With my thought will go on. 
Oh my God, I work with 12 year olds. <laughs> yeah, you do. Nobody are you forced. On this show? I heard you guys were number one. We are. I can't wait to hear your intellect. My flat will go on. <laughs> <laughs> the intellect. All right, let's see here. Uh, Jill, then we go to Smoke's number one song on the list. All right. Nice. I figured you would have had this, Rick. Yeah, I almost you, didn't pick it. I, You know, back when the song came out, I had no idea what they were talking about. Oh. I was like, why is she going out? I always thought she was coming up, not coming out. Uh, yeah, no, she's going out. She's coming out. It's the national gay anthem. Yeah. It is? Yeah. Was that what it meant? Diana Ross isn't gay, though. No, but she's a gay icon. Duh. Is that why she did the song? Because I thought she was just going somewhere. Yeah. I, no, I think it's like a... Gay anthem. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Now I know that. What did you get? The instrumental version? Yeah, what's what are you going doing? On? What are we doing? This is the original version. Hold it on, is? drum solo. For I didn't get the <laughs> eight bars. Come on, it's one of the most recognizable parts. It is? Because okay. it's the build-up. I'm like today, Junior. There we go. I mean we can go back to the Titanic music if you want. <laughs> no, I'll take this. know me. It's funky bass line with horns. I'm not going to say no to that. I'm with you on that. I think this time around I am going to do it like you never What? What are you laughing at? Oh, I'll make it through. The time has come for me to break out of the shell. I have to shout that I am coming out. I'm coming out. You know, it sucks being straight because we don't have anything to look forward to. We can't We don't go, have anthems. No, we can't come out. We can't stay in. We can't do anything. What are we going to do? <laughs> it's not like my life's going to change anytime soon. You just want an anthem. Well, I want something that I can say I'm doing. All right. <laughs> something that I can say I'm doing. <laughs> I'm going in. <laughs> I'm going in. So, well, what? that's a good idea. You should do an I'm staying in parody. Mm-hmm. About just not going out. Well, he doesn't. Coming out. All right. Are we on <sighs> to you now? Yes, this is my number one song. I see you really wanted to uplift us with a upbeat. Okay. Oh, fine. Okay. That's not good enough. <laughs> no, that I was think my... it's great. I knew you were going to pick it, but I also wondered if you'd seen the Dahmer thing where they make the song kind of creepy. Yeah, they do. Oh, okay, we'll skip right over it. Right to my number one song now. Oh, I hate Way better. Oh. This is called Here, oh, here Comes the Hot, hot Stepper. Here okay. Comes the Hot Stepper. This is gonna be a good song for tomorrow. <laughs> Smoke's gonna love this one. I don't know the lyric. I just like the beat. Oh, it's, it's good. good. It's good. It's captivating. All right. Line uh, three. Steve is on line three. Steve, what is your song for coming and going? 
Come on, feel the noise. All right, finally. I thought you'd pick it, Rick. I forgot. Good call, Steve. metal guys were always so skinny. Oh, yeah, they had to be. There's and all the cocaine they were snorting. That's what I, I was going to say. It's the cocaine. Probably safer than Ozempic. It's that Hollywood diet. All right, Steve. Thank you very much, man. Thank you, guys. As they say in the metal business, rock on, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dork. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we want to play a little extras real quick? You got some extras? Yeah, this is uh, Jill's extra. She's got two of them. Here's. I think they're all repeats. Oh, no, that's Ooh, a good one. Oh, come to my window. Melissa Etheridge. Yeah. She went in a word for this? Yeah, she did. Probably. And here's your other extra. And that is the one you had. That's the one I had. Okay. Uh, Smoke had a couple extras. Here's one of his. Ah, sounds of silence. Uh, when I come around. Nobody picked Nirvana. I thought, I thought you'd grab it. No, I did. When I come around, that was one of your extras. Here's another one. Yeah, that was one of yours. That's a hot stepper, and there's another one. Oh, boy. Baby, come back. Baby, come back. And this last one, hit it. Go. Listen to that on the way home, and this yep. is my only extra. Uh, I don't remember what it is. Oh, yeah. Good one. I'm in love with him. He's amazing. Which Cosby kid was he married to? Lisa Bonet. Lisa That's Bonet. Right. And then they had their kids together, and then she they got divorced, and she married Jason Momoa. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. You made out better there. Ah, she's lucky on both accounts. Right. They're both gorgeous. All three of them were gorgeous. What an amazing song. Can you imagine being so beautiful that one of your husbands is Lenny Kravitz and your other husband was Jason Momoa? I wow. can't even. Yeah, I'm jealous. No. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> the station is about sex, violence, and the weather. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I like that. On 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 